get a really good feeling about this. Hello and welcome to Conditional Materials, uh, a leftist look at the modern world. That is a terrible tagline. We need to change it. Yeah, no. Um, Dumb people howling on the internet. So this past week was... Um, it was May the 4th. It was Star May the Wars 4th Day. and Cinco de Mayo. And we had the choice between um, talking about the... Um, excuse me, talking about the Mexican farmers revolution and like all the work that went into that mm -hmm. or talking about a dumb Star Wars movie. And of course, John wanted to watch the dumb Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it is also the beginning of AAPI month. We could have, uh, as two uh, mostly white people, just talked about Asians for, for like an hour. <laughs> uh, the way you said that made me incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable. Yes. So no, <laughs> we're not going to uh -huh. do that. Although shout out um, shout out to a friend of the show uh Margaret who um is uh currently uh having a bit of gallery space uh in the Station North Asia North exhibition yeah. as part of AAPI month. Um Hell yeah. Congratulations on that. Golf clap, golf yeah. clap. Um so we're talking about a Star Wars movie. Now, hold on. Anna chose we're, a very particular we're about a Star Wars movie. What Star Wars movie are we talking about? Yeah, what, what Star Wars movie are we talking about, Anna? Could you could you so, enlighten us? We watched Solo, <laughs> and and see the fucked up thing about Solo is it is a weird prequel Anna, to I, a character. I have a question. Is this yes. the second worst Star Wars movie of all time? Do you think it's the worst? I like the movie. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll explain why I like the movie. No, 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 that, that's fair. I've just... But I, before we get into the movie itself, yeah, we kind of right, have let's... to give a bit of backstory. Actually... Because oh... here's the thing. So I do want to say... This is one of the most significant Star Wars films ever made. Absolutely. Yeah. It it is the thing that stopped Star Wars from being movies. Like Oh no, I was going to say uh for a totally different reason. Oh, what were you going to say? Uh it is this movie that causes Spider-Verse to happen. Oh, absolutely. That's so true. That that, that is, is why this is the most significant movie is because uh, Lord and Miller were well, fired from this movie. It's also not the most... Okay, I want to talk about... So, I I, I want to say right here, and I want to make yes. a promise mm -hmm. to both John and the listeners right mm -hmm. now, we are going to do a full dive into the original trilogy and the prequels because I think those movies are so fucking unbelievably important and they are so... If a more civilized age important. can do it, we can do it. Well, my, my point being is that um, Star Wars as a series is inherently political. Yes. It is incredibly, like, I mean, they're beautiful movies. They changed films forever. Yes. They changed uh, uh, film production forever. They changed, they changed theaters forever. Like, everything about Star Wars, like, obviously Star Wars is incredibly saturated right now. 
but it's one of the few things that is deservedly so. Marvel movies aren't fucking important. Star Wars is important because of the legacy that it has. Now, this movie is interesting. For a lot of reasons. That's a very curious word to use there, and interesting. For a lot of reasons. It's in, it's in, it's, there's a lot going on in this movie. Mm -hmm. And a Mm -hmm. lot of it is fucking stupid. Yes. And I have a very, here's my thing with stupid. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've talked about this with you for the past couple weeks about Mm -hmm. the spectrum of stupid Mm -hmm. and how there are two ends. Mm -hmm. And a great example I use from this movie is there is a robot in this movie named L337, which is leet speak for leet. Yes. (laughs) Which is fucking terrible. She is a robot feminist who she's a robotist. She's a robot, but that makes her sound like she's racist towards robots. She's, I don't know, she's a robot revolutionary feminist or whatever. Sure. And, and she, uh, she, she, yeah, she's very sassy and she's also. Okay, um, so I like L3. I'm gonna. Well, I'll get there, I'll get there, I'll get there, I'll get there. And she's also, like, I'm saying conceptually. Yes. Conceptually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She is also um, uh, Lando Calrissian's droid. One of the few black people in Star Wars has, like, a slave, quote-unquote. Uh, cool. But he, uh, that's he, he, he gives he gives He makes her have good hours and is one of the this good is, slave masters. This uh, is stupid. This is no, stupid because this is dumb Star Wars bullshit. Of just placing something from real life into Star Wars ham-fistedly in a really dumb way. In the same scene <laughs> that L3 is, is introduced, we are introduced to a background character that has no lines. That um, is a giant crab lobster man. He um, has no lines and he is only named in the credits and on a Denny's trading card. And his name is Therm scissor punch. (laughs) And that's fucking Uh, stupid, but it's awesome. It's stupid because it's hilarious. Yes. And so that's my thing. Now I want to talk about this movie because I want to talk about this movie from the perspective of this movie is kind of a parody of Star Wars. Okay, that's fair. That's it's that's kind a, of a that's a fair it's assessment. Kind of, if you take this movie as kind of a parody of Star Wars, and you really roll with that, you get a much better movie experience. Hey, Anna, did did you yeah. know a very special fact about this movie? What's that very special fact? Which is, as you were saying, a parody of Star Wars. Uh, Tag and Blink are supposed to be in this movie. Tag and Blink. I know those names. Uh, they're the Gildenkratz and Rosenstern of the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tag and Blink are dead. Yes. Uh, Tag uh, and uh, Bink. Tag and Bink. Bink, sorry. Uh, Tag yes. and Bink were supposed to be in the background of a couple of scenes, and unfortunately, they were too charismatic and distracting, so they had to cut all of their stuff. Uh, yeah, it uh, is uh, It is tag- most likely that Tag and Bink are the uh, two people commentating over top of uh, maybe one of the best scenes in the movie. 
they're uh tag and bink are um the 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 joke about tag and bink is that technically they're actually the ones responsible for everything that happens in star wars but they're also like background characters and they're also meta contextual it's like a whole thing this is again why i said they're gildenkratz and rosenstern um yeah they're yeah they are they're essentially the two stormtroopers that were in the death star as obi-wan's like pressing in the code like that's 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 who they are um a really good version of this story that's not actually Tag and Bink is uh, College Humor did a great uh, series called Troopers. Mm-hmm. And then they had a good reboot of Troopers um, where it's characters like this, where they like they're all bickering with each other and they're making a bunch of commentary like, why the fuck? How the fuck do you see through these tiny little slits in their helmets? Stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. We we got. Um, yeah, I didn't know they were supposed to be in this. That's. We got to. I didn't know they were. This is a fucking crazy long movie, and I hate that it's so long. That's it's, what makes you complain. Yes. I. I. So I. Anna. Here's. Here's why I'm a little disgruntled at you. I did yeah. something that I didn't think I should ever have to do, which is I had to read a Variety article. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, no, because um, uh, one of the things, one of the things uh, that you know we we have allu- we we have stated a little bit, but Ron Howard is the director of this movie. But before okay. there was Ron Howard, there's a little there. There's a scrappy duo who created a TV show called Clone High, mm-hmm. and they never made anything else besides that and this movie, um, <laughs> except for it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they went from making a uh, poorly like like a, a mid tier. MTV TV show to directing a Star Wars movie. There is nothing in between those things. There was not this thing called the Lego movie that did not go on to garner multiple Oscar nominations. Uh, they did not yeah. make Spider-Verse, <laughs> as I said yeah, before. Lord and, Lord and Miller um, made, I mean, yeah, they made um, the 21 Jump Street movies uh cloudy with a chance of meatballs the lego movie um and they were the like duo between i mean the duo like basically responsible for spider-verse becoming the movie Mm -hmm. that it became Mm -hmm. um and it's like they're an incredible duo so why did they get fired (laughs) john why did they get fired tell me why they got fired so i did some research into this I did because I, I, I knew you were. I knew you were gonna do this. If you didn't, I was gonna absolutely talk about this. Because fuck that motherfucker. I hate him. Okay, so and you know who I'm talking about. I might not. Uh, there, there's a lot of there, there's a much, much like many stories. Much actually like Tucker Carlson getting fired. There are many stories as to why these two young, bright men were removed. Um. A bit of consensus was that Lord and Miller are improv jokesters. Uh, they're, they're actually similar to us in that that part of their craft is figuring it out, figuring it out as they go along. And yeah, uh, they they asked for a lot of overtime, and Disney went, "What the fuck are you doing?" And it turns out they had really kind of just been doing a lot of work 
trying to figure out what this movie was supposed to feel like and getting really far away from what was written on the pages. So the version I've heard is that mm-hmm. Lawrence Kasdan, who is, um, he's a, he's the co-writer on Empire, Return of the Jedi, yeah. Force Awakens, and this. Uh, along um, with his son, I believe. I think so, yeah. Yeah. He is, um... I was going to say, the other thing that I had heard is that they pissed off Kathleen Kennedy, and that's the number one thing you're not supposed to do in Hollywood. I don't know about that. That might that may or not may or may not actually be true. Well, she was one of the um, head producers on this, so I think uh, she got a little upset at some... She got upset at a bunch of different things, and the Kasdans did sh- like, were there at the famous Ron Howard brunch. So, basically what happens is... The, the the version I've heard is that Lawrence Kasdan got his panties up in a twist because he was like, they're fucking, they're making a joke out of my serious Space Wars script. Send them home. And, um, I, you know, that, and that feels the most likely because Lawrence Kasdan has a lot of sway over Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the producers for, like, a lot of Star Wars projects outside I mean, go, of- going back to the second film, like, like he... He he has been there since Empire, so yeah. I mean, for him to I have think that he was there. Is... I think he's been here since A New Hope, and I think he got his Empire... major credits in Empire. Empire was the first time he wrote like he okay. wrote a full movie. I'm not gonna get sidetracked yeah. here for too mm-hmm. long, but he wrote an entire full script, completely different than the final product. And then Lucas came in and was like, "No, I want this and this and this." Mm-hmm. But his like original treatment for Empire is like crazy important because like Luke turns to the dark side, and there's all this shit that's going on. Uh, Leia actually wasn't supposed to be Luke's sister. It's like a whole thing. Anyway, um, yeah. So this movie had a very, let's say, troubled <laughs> release. So. They filmed for Lord and Miller filmed for something like between 70 and 90 days before Ron Howard uh, stepped in and reshot 75% of this movie. Yeah. Now, there are scenes in this movie. I'm not, and, and like, this is not me like being like, this, like, genuinely, there are scenes in this movie that feel like they're like Lord and Miller scenes. Um, I actually have a have a Reddit piece as to what scenes are and uh, might not be Lord and Miller scenes. I need to know as we go along. We'll we'll talk about which ones they are and aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, because I I want to I I have a feeling, but I I want to know. Um, and again, so, uh, we don't have a lot of confirmation about this. Uh, it, it's actually very hard to figure out what was and wasn't, and also uh, where stuff exists we do know a few facts mostly lord and miller did shoot some things that were too high budget for them to reshoot so they kind of just had to stick with it so there is a lot and 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 the production issues are just the start they hire ron howard afterwards uh noted hollywood hack yes man ron howard who just begins like just taking the script and putting it on screen essentially. Yeah. And there's some stuff in that. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk um, about it. We'll, we'll talk, we'll go through the movie and we'll talk about it as we get there. But. So, um, I think like 
and then like they didn't advertise it as well as they should have. They uh, there uh you can put a clip from this in here. I'll send it to you later. Mm-hmm. There's a the advertising was like really bad. There's one that's awesome, which is they had Donald Glover walking through the a Millennium Falcon set because they build a set yeah, for yeah. it. They build a full set for it. Um, and they build a new one for each movie, I think. Um, especially for this one, because the Millennium Falcon looks way different. It does. Um, and he, there's like a seed where he's like, and this is my cape closet. <laughs> but I think the coolest part of this entire ship is in here. The cape room. I got every cape, okay? I got an everyday cape, sister's wedding cape, intergalactic president's day cape. This is just if someone gets cold cape. I got everything you could probably ever ask for in here. I <laughs> Which love the cape I closet. forgot has a cameo in the movie. The the cape closet is uh it it rhymes, you know, Anna. It rhymes. <laughs> it rhymes? You know, the George Lucas, everything has to rhyme sort of like bullshit. So the cape closet is a reference to the closet that Han kisses Leia in. Uh, in Oh, oh, there's a million of these. No, there's no, a but, million but, of But those. like, that's that's the one that's the most like one-to-one parallel of, uh, okay. Maybe, uh, there no, actually, no, 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 there's no. actually a much better one. There's one that's really good and there's some that I fucking hate. Okay, there's um, okay. So so Lord and Miller talk about this and this is definitely the Ron Howard bit of this. There is way too much fucking fan service in this movie. Exactly. So here's and, my thing. This is my thing. This is my big thing about this movie. There is a level of fan service in this movie. And you're right. At times, fuck you. I have written on here several times, go fuck yourself, shut the fuck up. Uh <laughs> Hold on. Again, you know uh, that I have a slightly different notation style than you do, but I wrote down, oh, when he says, uh, when, uh, and we'll talk about this scene a little bit later, but when Lando goes to Woody Harrelson's character, who I can't remember right now, I just watched the movie and I already forgot his name. Uh, I'm just bad with names. Um, he's talking to Woody Harrelson's character and he says, um, and he says, you killed Aura Singh. And I was like, fucking What? Because for those who don't know, Aura Singh is an incredibly important person in Star Wars lore. She is, um, like, one of the assassins from the prequel trilogy. Uh, And she is in Star Wars Clone Wars. She has a huge part in that. And her backs, she's like, she has a novel about her. She has several comics about her. In, like, the, like, pre-Disney extended universe and even some post-Disney stuff... She is, like, incredibly important. And, like... <laughs> He's like, yeah, I just... I, 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 I didn't she, kill like, her. Her story... Her story... Her story is that she dropped out of the Jedi Academy. She was a youngling, dropped out of the Jedi Academy, and now uses her, her Force powers to be a better sniper. And, like, that's a dope-ass character. And you're telling me this fucking schmuck shoved her off a roof? Fuck you! Okay, so so I did. I, I mean, we are getting ahead of ourselves, but I do yes. like Woody Harrelson as Beckett. Uh, he's a fantastic mm. character. Um, uh, I have, I have. Okay. Some he's things. the best scumbag to... dad who didn't just leave to get cigarettes. Let's let's talk. But, let's, yeah, 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 yeah. So so then the release came out, and then they just fucking left it. Oh, also, sometime during production, there was this huge public story about both. Uh, was it Ant? What's this guy's name? The main character, 
uh, Alden Enric, um, and Amelia Clark. Uh, apparently, both need. They said the 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 story was they both are taking acting classes halfway through shooting this movie. My issue with that is that like yeah, fucking actors are taking acting classes all the fucking time. This has mm-hmm. nothing to do with whether or not the production was good or bad. They just do that. Anyway, um, let's get into it. Um, Actually, can I can I give like one last? I, I, yes, please, please. I, I just want to get through this. <laughs> so, so before we get too far into this, um, I, I'm just looking at this. This was composed by by John Powell, but yeah. it basically just is a sound alike to the Star Wars just main canon of music it's 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 It's, it's basically just john John williams Williams. he just takes john williams music and then just does his john powell thing to it uh and i'm gonna say this i i hate that it's one of the things i hate the most about this movie i actually feel like it is the music is awful it is deeply disserviced that a movie about kind of like a a bunch of scummy loser idiots trying to make heists sounds exactly like every other star Wars film because it shouldn't. But no, that's the thing. My, my thing is it doesn't sound like every other star Wars movie. And that's my problem as a star Wars fan watching this movie. The music is bad. It's not, it's not like the thing is, it's not John Williams. And that's the problem. John Williams would know how to score this movie in a way that was effective. And this motherfucker doesn't. The but, mu- I only talk about the music once, but I, it's like a big part of me. I'm like, I hate the music in this. It just like, like nothing, nothing feels original and nothing feels actually like composed for the characters. Like I, I don't ever feel like I'm hearing a good bit of uh, characters like theme. I'm, I'm not hearing good themes. I'm not feeling anything. Right. All I'm hearing is the occasional sting of better music that just kind of like trades off of oh you you remember this uh like chord progression from this bit of star wars and that's an incredibly bad way to make a movie um yeah all right let's talk about this thing um so we don't so, get a, so we don't get a crawl that's a thing we don't get in this movie i love that i love that mm-hmm. they don't i don't think they do that in rogue one either or do they uh it's been a while so i don't remember I don't remember an opening crawl. Oh no. An opening crawl was written for the film, but never, huh? Cut it. They cut it. Well, that's good. Anything outside of the fucking Skywalker saga should not have a crawl. The next set of movies, if they make them should not have them. I want to say, I don't know if they've put them into any of the shows. I don't remember them being in the Mandalorian, but they might be in, uh, and or, and I just don't know. Also, uh, we we should say when when we talk about the production woes of this film, uh, Solo is the twelfth most expensive production uh, ever made. Yeah, in, and, in in cinema history. And and now say now take that into consideration with everything we're saying. Twelfth most expensive movie ever made, and it turned out. The way we're about to describe. <laughs> Although I do want to say, uh, apparently the 12th and 13th uh, films are slotted as the most cursed films of all time. Because 12th is Solo, a Star Wars movie, and 13th is John Carter. Ooh. <laughs> Just 
want to be very clear about that. Okay. All right. So let's start with the beginning. Uh, no crawl. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's just a quick little thing. And then we immediately cut to action right away. And I got to say, a lot of the action in this movie is very good. It very is Star Warsy. It is competent. It is Star Warsy. It doesn't feel um, annoying. Like a so, lot, I think the sequel trilogy does a really bad job with action. And this these movies don't. I think this that's valid. Uh, fun fact. Mm. This entire first sort of section is Lord and Miller. Mm. Yes, I I knew that. So, first of all, uh, Han immediately gets a cool little character thing because his little dice are hung on the mirror. Okay, I think that, um, I think is I think the dice thing is kind of stupid. I'm not going to lie. The like, dice like, thing like, is it's, stupid, it's, it's but stupid. that's a it's Disney funny, it's, it's funny stupid. It's funny stupid, but it my, I, it makes me mad because it's a Disney creation. It, it I, I, and this is my most hated thing about these kinds of movies is that um a lot of the post Disney movies are just nostalgia bait with a bunch of garbage in them. Mm-hmm. Um the only reason the dice exist in this movie is because they are a focal point in um The Last Jedi. Mm. Um they are like a plot point MacGuffin thing in the last well not really a MacGuffin. They're just a set piece that gets used a lot as like memories and remember this and blah, blah, blah. yeah, it sucks. But um they yeah exactly jerk off motion they the dice are like a disney creation in the same way that like kyber crystals if you want a great example of how disney has fucked up the mm-hmm. the star wars canon i highly suggest listening to a more civilized age they had a special episode where they just talk about kyber crystals and lightsaber crystals and this whole thing about how like wikipedia is being like kind of censored by disney mm-hmm. um and disney is trying to control what is or isn't canon when in reality that doesn't really that's yeah, not no, their job d- uh, uh, so anyway anyway yes. i don't want to get too bogged down mm-hmm. with star wars shit i just so the dice are cool i'll say it they do a good job in this movie of using utilizing the mm-hmm. dice at least in the first half oh no no they it's, disappear it, it's a good <laughs> motif it's it's a yeah. it, it's a great motif there are some great moments with the dice but it is stupid um mm-hmm. i do want to talk about how there are vampire aliens Yes. Vampire slug aliens. Okay, I love this entire opening bit. It's great. Han has a a cool car chase thing. He gets into this underhive thing. We learn that... um, Uh, Proxima. uh, Proxima. Lady Proxima. Um, She's fucking cool as shit. There's also Moloch, uh, who is a velociraptor in a trench coat with like an Iron Man style helmet. (laughs) So are are both of them like... are they from the same species or are they just related in the fact that they can't be in the sunlight together? I don't even know if Moloch can't be in the sunlight or well, not. Well, no, because he puts his, he puts his, um... He puts his thing on, but is that because Yeah, because no, no, he, or... he, 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 like, moves away from the sunlight once Han, uh, does the thing. M- um, maybe that's the, maybe they're the same species. I don't know. Um, I want to say real quick, up top, this is the best. Kira and Han have the funniest fucking relationship um in the beginning here it's it's fucking romeo and juliet like it is mm-hmm. it's very obvious i when i said when you said this is a lord and miller i was like a hundred percent they the way they're directed here she's like oh han i can't believe you but like it's so clear that she's in on it like in on the bit mm-hmm. um 
Uh, I was going to say really... that this is this is very uh, Abe Joan of Arc uh, yeah. energy. He um he grabs a, a a rock from his hip and goes beep. This is a thermal detonator, and they're click, like, click. "You just said beep with your mouth." And then he hucks it out a window, lets the light in, and Lady Proxima, who's this big worm in a pool, by the uh, way, she, she, she's a lot based, of great aliens. Yeah, no, no, uh, she she is a fantastic uh, caterpillar uh, worm woman. Uh, yeah, covered in jewels. Covered, <laughs> covered in jewels that she is using like urchins and underlings to, to just like give her Steel more shit. precious shiny shit. So uh, where they're from, Corellia. I'll 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 be the Wikipedia for this mm-hmm. episode. Corellia is the Detroit of Star Wars, essentially. Um, and it's uh, this I've... shitty rundown town that like everyone hates, but they also make all the ships here. Is Corellia uh, the place that devises the uh, TIE fighters that have the brains of Force-sensitive people uh, jammed into them? That... Or is that <laughs> where... Or, like, or, do they do develop, or are they the planet that develops the World Eaters? I think I think the World Eaters. The big thing is that they... Uh, Corellia is where freighters come from which is mm-hmm. this class of starship that you do actually is the millennium falcon and a bunch of other stuff i was gonna say, you, you see, do actually see imperial freighters being built in dry dock yeah. above uh and also you see tie fighters being produced mm-hmm. in the chase scene which is that like there there are some like fantastic visual bits uh that are really nice they have a speeder car the the car that he stole at the beginning he he they him and Kira start driving it through the city. It's fucking sick ass fucking car chase. I love a car chase. I I love that they snuck a car chase in here when you know Star Wars is just full of like dog fights and stuff. I wanted a real car chase. So another thing that I found out during this is that one of the things that uh a lot of people had fought for but Disney said it was too expensive was they wanted at some point the cockpits of TIE fighters to get like unhooked from their loading bays and like start rolling around like giant boulders, uh, trying to crush them. They have a really cool TIE fighter moment later that I, I, re- I really want to talk about cause it's mm-hmm. so cool. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah. This is star Wars. I, I say this a bunch at the beginning here. Like this shit's star Wars. Now this is pod it's- racing. It's it's just like this is what I want Star Wars to be, and I think this is what and- Andor ended up being, which is just like fuck it. Who gives a fuck about Jedi's and bounty hunters and bullshit? This is about some people trying to make money, and and that's it. They just live on this industrial planet, um, and you're going through this stuff. There's a spaceport. They have a uh, Quaxium, which ends up being the MacGuffin later on. Um, Quaxium, which is hyperspace fuel. Uh, that Han stole, and they're like, we're gonna use this to bribe our way through the gate, and once we bribe our way through the gate, we can get on a sp- on the spaceship, get off this planet, and then go do whatever we want. We do not have to be on Corellia anymore. Um, as they're here, uh, they're being chased by Moloch and all this shit. Uh, they successfully bribe the Imperial Guard at the spaceport. Do but- they really, though? Do they they really? kind of do. They do. They do. But, but one of the guys catches Kira as they're headed through the gate, uh, and the gate closes, and she's like, "Oh, I have to cover my ass because I have to. This is a security breach. I have. If I don't report this, I'll get fired." Kind of deal. Oh, so I do want to say in this in this chase, 
a droid is destroyed, trying to stop them from moving through gates. But we also get a... Now, here's the thing I don't entirely think that I like about modern Star Wars, and I, I really wish they would do something about, which is stormtroopers should not also just be generic cops who hang out at places. And there, So there's an interesting thing that happened during the car chase. There was a guy on a speeder bike that was wearing like a different stormtrooper helmet. Mm-hmm. It was like a slightly different stormtrooper helmet. And I, I like I was like, that's really cool. What is that like cop trooper? I want him. That guy's cool. But instead, yeah, but you're right. Like everything in here is fucking like. <laughs> now, I understand stormtroopers being the TSA. I totally get that because yeah, that yeah, is yeah. that like that, that like TSA Ellis being... Island bullshit. I get yeah, that. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I in no way find that to be, like, offensive. But just, like, a stormtrooper hanging out being a cop in the docks, I think is a little bit stupid. I, I think you, yeah. you, you you should have, like, you should have a different, like, weird chain-smoking dude who has a different uniform. I, I just, I like, I, I want get a, different Get a cops. PDF. PDF. Planetary Defense Force. Get a PDF yeah. because that's, that's what they're supposed to be for. Um, so... Um, they uh, they get separated, and Han's like, "I'm coming back for you. I'm coming back for you." And we we get him handing off the uh, the, the dice, dice to her as like the last thing that had like the last intimate contact that he has with her. And the way it comes back later sucks, and I hate it. Uh, my first example of that's the of of this is so fucking stupid. It's hilarious. Versus this is so fucking stupid. It makes me angry. Mm-hmm. So, um, what are people, son? Where are you from? So they, <laughs> he's like in this airport and there's an empire recruiting station in the airport. And he yeah. goes there and there's fucking empire, the empire theme. The da, da, yeah, da, yeah. The, da, the Imperial da, da. March is just playing and like, but a, it's, a, a, but it's a, playing just, in a music form. Yeah. It's like, da, 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 with like, with just some, holo- with, with just like some bad hologram, uh, like of like stormtrooper. It looks like a battlefront two's intro. Yeah, where there's no, just like swiping their stormtroopers. and shit. <laughs> so, um, that's hilarious. And then he gets like he gets to the uh to the thing and he's like, I'm gonna be a great pilot, just I wanna join the Imperial Navy, blah blah blah, this and that, this and that. And he's like, Okay, what's your name, son? It's Han. Oh, oh uh, well, what's your last name? He's like, I, I don't know. Well, who are your people? I don't know, I'm alone. And the guy goes, Hmm, Han Solo. Solo. That's <laughs> fucking stupid. I hate it. I hate that. <laughs> so fucking stupid it's hilarious it's so dumb just make his name solo with especially later he talks about his dad and uh, yeah no, like, no, he it's, has uh, a th- name th- th- there there's like there's something missing here and i think that lord and miller would have gone back and fixed this uh if given half the chance or or this or would have been the peak stupid. of their corny or yeah, made it more yeah th- this is the peak of their corny, and the next scene is even cornier. Mm-hmm. So we cut to three years later. He's on the war field. He's a stormtrooper now. Um, yeah, well, fighting... no, no, no. For, first he's like, I'm going to the Navy. I'm going to be a fucking TIE fighter. I'm going to well, be well, the best pilot well, in the world. He's war. like, I'm, I'm going to be the best pilot ever. We cut to three years later, because it just mm-hmm. cuts. It just star wipes. And he's on, like, a battlefield doing shit. On we learn later... 
Mimbam, we learn later that he, yes, he went, he got kicked out of the Imperial Navy for, I guess, insubordination, probably. Um, I mean, he is a mouthy little motherfucker. He is so mouthy. Every time someone tries to tell him to do something, he speaks up. Uh, they're like, so, we so have Anna, to, I... we have to pull back the aggressors. And this, this like this British man with a mustache. We have to pu- pu- push back the aggressors with our with our front line. And Han goes, we're the aggressors. We're invading. Uh, so Anna, <laughs> I have a, I have a, I have a note here. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut to Warhammer 40k. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. No, and this is my thing. This is why I love this movie because uh-huh. this is a forty k movie. This is a rogue trader like uh, uh, campaign. The, the the moment when he like has the shittiest star- like he doesn't even have a stormtrooper uniform. He just has like the pieces of stormtrooper armor that one would put together to cosplay as a stormtrooper. So there, uh, these are mud troopers, and there's a reason for that. It's because. The uh, the lore reason is that mud would get into the mask, mm-hmm. so they just decided, fuck it, you get helmets and goggles, guys, because it's <laughs> you can't breathe in the fucking mask. Um, so um, here we meet, we see Hans like pinned down. He's like looking at something, and he sees some dude twirling pistols as he's firing. He just sees we the coolest later, guy in school. We see this guy, and I have problems. We see the guy who is the, the, um, what did I say? Beckett is cool in a lame way. <laughs> okay. So, so we, we, have to, now, we have to sit here and talk about Woody Harrelson for a sec, which is that, that mustache is absolutely horrible. That mustache is atrocious. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Woody Harrelson does not look good. He does not look good. He, he has like a bit of a, a Hitler haircut with like a, 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 a yeah, his a, hairline's all fucked up. And, and he has like, like a, a bad weird... Okay, so I'm I'm going to I'm going to say something controversial. It is really rough to have be blonde and have a mustache and Oh yeah. Like he is not pulling this mustache off at all. He does not Woody Harrelson does not look like a cool toting gunslinger. He looks like a middle-aged dad and that's why it pisses me off that they keep trying to make him fucking Dirk Starblaster or whatever. Like they try to make this dude like cool as fuck his name is tobias beckett that's a cool fucking name and they treat him like he's um oh fuck who drives the outrider in star wars uh oh i i know who i'm i like i know who i have in my head dash rendar that's dash actually rendar. who i was thinking of i was thinking of is like yeah. we're, we're treating him like dash rendar he's not dash rendar they they treat him like yeah exactly they treat him like dash rendar and he sucks and he doesn't and, fucking do like the shit he does is just shoot people. He doesn't do anything cool or interesting throughout this movie other than shoot people. And I do want to know when we say Dash Rendar, like people who know Star Wars like hear the name Dash Rendar and it's like, oh, you mean uh the coolest guy in the world who has a twelve foot dick? Uh <laughs> like he drives a who, much cooler version of the Millennium Falcon called the Outrider. The the guy who just like shows up in every single like early Lucas uh LucasArts game and just fucks shit up. Yeah, uh, he's a cool, he's cool. He's actually cool. Uh, uh, Beckett sucks. <laughs> Beckett is not cool. He's lame, no. and I don't like him. Uh, so and I don't like that they make him, every time he pulls out a gun, he fucking spins it, and it makes me mad. Even, like, when he's having a serious, he's a like, cowboy, a serious baby. moment. Look, it works. See, here's the thing. It works for characters like um, Cad Bane, 
who's like an actual fucking cowboy. He's got a duster, he's got jet boots, he's got a cool cat, he's got a cool hat, he's got twin pistols, and he only spins them when he's like being cool. This dude spins his pistols in the middle of a fucking war field. And that, to me, feels like Ron Howard trying to be Lord and Miller. <laughs> he, he spins his pistols uh, when he's getting ready to put them away to have dinner. Yeah. Uh, it's the stupidest thing in the world. I, so, I, like, I want to be very clear about how stupid that is. So there's some weird dancing around. Han figures out that Beckett and his crew are not actually stormtroopers and they're not actually here as like official Imperials. They're actually just some, they're trying to steal a ship. And so Han's like, get me off of here. And they go, no. And they throw him into a prison, uh, this underground fighting pit, essentially. And they're like, we're going to throw him in there with the monster. The monster is Chewbacca. (laughs) So this is also another thing that Lord Miller wrote. (sighs) Okay. Then I will accept this. Uh, No, they conceived of Chewbacca being in the pit. That's fine. The execution of such, I cannot speak to. Although, uh, the dialogue between those two stormtroopers is very Lord and Millery. Yeah, it is. And I kind of like that part. The part I don't like is where he goes, and then Chewbacca's like, huh? And he's like, yeah, I speak a little. No, you don't! Uh, This is hilarious because this is the most... uh, Guy speaks flawless Cantonese uh, to order Chinese food. Locals are stunned. It doesn't make sense, though. That's my, my problem is Han is from Corellia, born there, raised there, lived there for all of his life. Why the fuck would he have to speak Wookiee? How would he learn Wookiee? You know, they didn't teach just... him that in fucking Empire. The Empire is trying to kill the Wookiees. He didn't no, Where he, did he know, learn he's just, that? He's just on Duolingo. He's just out here anyway. on Duolingo. Anyway, Chewie and Han get out of the pit, and then they get, they go to the ship, and this is where I wanted to say, John Favreau's character, Rio, mm-hmm. in this, he's a weird, he's got four arms, he's like a little monkey guy. He's a weird little guy, he's a weird uh, little guy. I love him. He is cool in a cool way. Okay, um, he, he's a great character, um, mostly because you're like... Why does this one character sound so much more interesting than all of the other ones? And it's like, oh, right, because John Favreau is like a talented voice. It's because John Favreau cares about Star Wars, and no one else in in, in that room cared about Star Wars at the time. No. But John Woody Favreau, Harrelson didn't care about Star Wars. Uh, what's her name? Who I don't even remember her her character's name because she dies. Yeah. Oh, three. Oh, no, no, she no, has no, like no, eight, no. six lines of dialogue and then dies. Anyway, Rio is like kind of cool. And they're like, all right, fine, we'll pick you up. They have no reason to turn around, but they do. So Well, no, okay, so so they they argue. Not not anything for Han, but they're like, we we need okay, so if, We need if, the Wookiee. <laughs> we need the Wookiee. Because actually, if you follow in the background of the first time you're introduced to Beckett, there is a fourth member of that team who mysteriously disappears between um point A and point B. And yeah, he's he, a he, like, like they yeah. they basically lost their muscle. Uh, yeah, their muscle was written out of the show, the, out of the movie. So they were like, "Oh, we we need a we, yeah. we need a Wookiee to kind of like get this together." And if we got to bring Han along, it's fine, whatever. So he um he Han's like washing them. One of my favorite scenes ever is Han washing in the shower, and then <laughs> Chewbacca <laughs> walks into the shower with him, and he's like, 
we couldn't have done this one on one. I don't have confirmation that is Lord and Miller, but that has to be Lord and Miller. And again, it's like that's funny, that's cool, and then immediately at first of all, Rio keeps making like weird racially charged Wookiee comments that like, are. Have you ever slept? You, you've just never slept. Like you ever slept uh, in the fur of a Wookiee? You've never slept in a Wookiee's lap, and and then later he says something like, uh, "You ever try to uninvite a Wookiee to anything?" It's like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, Han makes those same racially charged statements in the first film. But the other thing... All he says is, don't beat a Wookiee at hollow chest. That's, that's all fair. he says. And to be fair, later in this movie, Chewbacca's a very sore loser at hollow <laughs> chest. Is. He is. Uh, so, one, of, one of the other things is that... Uh, one of the actual best quotes that I have from Rio is, does she have pointy teeth? Yeah. Is she is she cute? Does she have pointy teeth? One <laughs> <laughs> um, of the worst lines of the movie happens... Uh, right before they like set up camp to like talk about the job um han is like this this ship is like it's like a cable ship where it like tows stuff mm-hmm. and picks yeah. stuff up so it's got like a bottom like deck it's a, it's it's really like a crane equipment that they stole mm-hmm. um and he's standing on the bottom half of this ship and Chewbacca walks out and he's like and they start talking and he's like what's your name anyway and Chewbacca goes oh <laughs> And he goes, Chewbacca, well, you're going to need a nickname or something because I'm not saying all of that every time. Fuck you. <laughs> That's not a line. That's, he could just call him Chewy. Mm-hmm. He could just say Chewy, you know? No, that that's a bad line. And I'm that, That's all on Ron Howard. That's the worst fucking line in the movie, in my opinion. That is terrible. I mean... Fuck, that's sitcom writing. It is. Like, it's terrible. Just fucking... He starts calling him Chewy, mm-hmm. all right? He just starts calling him Chewy. Why do you have to say that? And that's the biggest... That, for me, is, like, the biggest of, like... Because everyone else in the original trilogy calls him Chewbacca, and Han calls him Chewy. Um, which, like... Yeah, that just shows they have a relationship. It just shows that yeah. they're friends. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, I don't know. It just bugs the shit out of me that they say that. Um, they're talking at the thing. They make a Bosk reference for some yeah, reason. Yeah, they're like, we could have we gotten Bosk on we this We could have gotten Bosk. And I'm like, you couldn't have gotten Bosk. <laughs> Bosk is a high roller. <laughs> this, this is actually not the only time uh, that Bosk was planned to be in this film. God, I would have loved a Bosk movie. Uh, they they wanted him. They wanted him for the last uh, for that uh, for the scene at the end of the movie when people take off their helmets. Oh, why? <laughs> because, but we'll, we'll get to it. We'll how get to would it. he we'll, have fit in there? We'll get to it. Look, don't. Okay. okay. So um, also, uh, I I just have to say the writing takes a real fucking swan dive here because like up until this point, I've been like I'm having fun. There's some mm-hmm. dumb shit, but like I'm having fun. And then it's like, oh, here are all these characters sitting around a campfire talking to each other. Yeah, and that, it looks that... like the two, the two, the one guy who isn't on the poster who is Rio, mm-hmm. and the one who's the smallest on the poster, which is the lady whose name I can't Val. even remember. It's Val. Val. Yeah, Val. It seems like it seems like they're not long for this movie. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a bummer because it's like oh hey you know um they do you, you a need, lot you like, need love you need love and then then there's this, like this really weird thing where Val kisses Beckett and I just 
don't like it. There's nothing there. Like, Rio? Rio has stuff. He's like, he's like a weird uncle. And he's got this, he's like a character, he's doing character bits, you know? Yeah. No, because again, um, John Favreau Val is has Val energy. Val is nothing. The yeah. pro- okay, the, the coolest part about Val is her jacket. It's a sick jacket. Love the it's jacket. It's a cool jacket, but my point being is but we you- get Beckett. We understand Beckett. Beckett's a, a Beckett's the de facto <laughs> leader. He's like the shyster. He's the guy that's like, I'm the deals guy. Rio's the pilot. He's the brains. He like understands how stuff works. Val is Val. Val okay, so Val is uh woman. <laughs> Val, Val is woman who is ready to kill. That Val is the Val is the woman who's ready to get her hands bloody. She might also be the demo. It doesn't really, it, but it doesn't matter because the problem that I have is, is none of these characters are, are interesting or compelling, but also exactly. a Beckett. R- he, Rio the, is at least, Rio is at least interesting from the prospect of like, he's a comedy. He's a, he's, you know, comedy relief. Mm-hmm. Like this guy's just like a goober and he's funny. Um, Anna, I, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the movie Baby Driver? Yes. So... You know the turn in that movie. Like, that that's yeah. a good, interesting turn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in this movie, Val dies, and Beckett has absolutely no change in character or demeanor, even though it is established, yeah. like, five minutes earlier that they love each other and care about each other. And they're like, she's they're like, like a, a she, married couple, yeah, and they like have she, to go... She's kind of like the, the the thing that kind of like civilizes and grounds him uh, and keeps him from being just like a, a, a dangerous lone gunman or something like that. Um, he wants to go back to their home planet so he can play the Valachord. Um, and at no point after her death does he at all a address her. He basically other people address her death for him. And he just kind of, like, shrugs it off. And it's not yeah, even, so, like, a machismo shrug it off. It's more like uh, he has the question of, like, oh, did, did – like, like, there's almost a point where it's, did like – was this, was this relationship supposed to happen? Like – Well, like, it's, it's almost like uh, just somebody took an eraser into his brain and was like, Val's just gone from your mind, buddy. And then there, later there's on – There's nothing mooring you to even this. Even then, later on, he's like, trust nobody. I didn't trust anybody. It's like, you clearly had, he, he's literally at a funeral mourning the death of his friend. It's weird. Basically, there's this train heist. It goes wrong because pirates show up. Okay, That's so, all you need to know about that. Yes. Um, also, I will say, that was a Lord Miller. Uh, that that was mostly, like, scripted by Lord the whole, Miller. The whole sequence? The 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 general train fight. The, the train okay. heist, for the most it's part. It's like... Wait. My only but, but issue with there's, it there's is almost that no, there's it's... almost no writing in that. There, there's almost no writing. There's almost no yeah. character bit. The direction on that is fucking awful. Like, well, and I, that's, I think, think that I don't entirely think they're the best like action directors. They're, they're I don't better even think at... it's there. I don't even think it's them. If they the directing feels does not feel like their style. It feels like Ron Howard making crap. Like that's what it feels like. Uh, again, it, it could feels be... like there are there are certain scenes that are cool. Like when Han and Chewie are like little scenes mm-hmm. where they're like pulling apart the like thing and the train comes apart or and like that scene where they like finally blow the line mm-hmm. on the on the tracks and then the thing goes swinging forward that's cool but like everything around it where like Val's like I'm gonna you I'm gonna kill myself so you can get this score love and it's like why why are you doing that again because Beckett doesn't have any personality to like put the weight of that relationship like the closest that we get is like him just being pissed off that Han lets the um the heist go because he's like we're all gonna die if I don't, right? 
Um, why did Chewie need that harness anyway? <laughs> because oh yeah, he needs. He, 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 Woody Harrelson he can't be hands. naked. He's got a Donald Duckett. What? Woody Harrelson hands Han. Beckett hands Han the blaster, and it's Han Solo's blaster. And I'm just like, you're telling me this motherfucker never gets a different gun. It okay, has so, to be this gun. So, so, so I, 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 I need to, 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 to take a moment here and talk about how stupid that fucking is, because, so, in the film, Han is carrying a rifle. Beckett takes it from him. Yeah. Beckett then disassembles this rifle that is somehow modular into a pistol, keeps the sniper scope on it, and just tosses it back to Han, and Han's like, <laughs> like, like after after christening it with a beautiful baby's kiss onto the barrel, just the gentlest of uh, of, of 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 tender it's so caresses. Dumb. It's so dumb. Like there's almost a Zelda uh, key item acquisition sound yeah. that goes along with this, and it's fucking trash. It's fucking garbage. Yeah. Because this is um, the, this is the kind of uh, thing where it's like, you know, uh, uh, video gamers know the words "iconic hat" from uh, <laughs> Watch Dogs Two, where they have uh, what's his face's uh, Watchdog One's iconic hat. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and that's just become synonymous with dumb bullshit that people try and push on you, even though it has no meaning. And this yeah. is one of those moments. It's like all of these iconic moments, and it's like. Dude, leave a little fucking room. Leave a little bit of imagination space here. Like, the only thing that we don't get is literally somebody gifting Han the fucking clothes he is wearing in the cantina. That is the only right, like, thing literally, that we don't get in this the movie. The only thing we don't get, yeah, literally the only thing we don't get is, like, how did he get the vest and the racing stripes on the side of his pants? Like, it's fucking dumb. Like, where did um, Han's boots come from? And I get that, that, that Star Wars is concerned about provenance, but it's fucking stupid. So we learn, like, uh, uh, Beckett's like, hey, bud, uh, the re it's bad that this job went south because you know, Han's like, we can just get a new job. It's fine. We have a new, we have a crew. We can get a new job going. And Beckett's like, no, dumbass. I was hired to do this job. I was hired by Crimson Dawn. Um, nowadays, that name means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. But I can't remember if Crimson Dawn was a thing at the time. Um Based on what that, it's, based on my reading, it doesn't look like Crimson Dawn was a thing until this movie, for the most part. Okay, then that makes sense um, because be, because of who is running Crimson Dawn. Yeah, it we'll get there. Makes sense we'll get, until that point. You'll get there. Mm -hmm. Fucking dumb, and I hate it. it. Makes me so mad. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, it makes me mad for a couple reasons, but the execution is good. But the fact that it's there is the problem. Anyway. Uh, the yacht shows up, which is the Crimson Dawn, like, headquarters ship. And it's this, it's fucking awesome. The ship is, like, this big knife in the sky. And in the inside is this beautiful, like, lax, like, cushy hotel thing. So, Voss's yacht is also another thing that Lord Miller did. So, good. Because this now, is one of the best scenes in the fucking movie. Now, here's um, the thing, though. Dryden Voss, can I just say real quick before we go any further? Mm -hmm. Fucking Paul Bettany, <laughs> my love. <laughs> well, Anna, do you know who was supposed to be Voss, though? No. Um, I need to pull this up, but uh, Voss was supposed to be a purple cat man. Oh, that's wonderful. 
I think that that would have made the fight scene later really cool. The original Voss was supposed to be Michael K. Williams' voice uh, on a gigantic uh, purple Catman. Really? Yes. Wow, that would have been fucking awesome. Oh, that would have been fucking sick as hell. That, I, I, I mean, yeah, but I gotta say, Paul Bettany steals my heart in this movie. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Look, I, he does a fantastic job. I just want to let you know what they took away from you. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, Because yeah. He, he could not commit uh, to the reshoots. Oh, that sucks. He was almost in a Star Wars movie. Uh, anyway, um, they... Um, this is a really good scene. Uh, so as we get in here, Han runs into Kira, and you know she's I, like, I, I hey. love when I'm at a when I'm at a uh, mob boss's like uh, chill crash Yacht. pad, uh, and I meet my ex girlfriend. Um, and she's like, she's like, kind of talking in vague terms. She's like, it's all in the past, and uh, you know, you don't have to come back for me now. Like, it is well, what it is. Do you notice the other thing but is, in, she is affecting a British accent during that scene. Yes. She's affecting a British accent for, I think, the rest of the movie, for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, and she did not have that on Corellia. That is correct. Um, uh, and that's... Han doesn't talk about it, which I think is really interesting. Um, so... Um, they, they like start uh you know Voss pulls them aside and is like hey you fucked me and you know who i work for mm-hmm. which i'm like does 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 beckett know who actually runs crimson dawn yeah no that's weird that, that would that, be insane that, that, what again why would beckett that would be know insane this? right so so um later on Kira and him are like, you know what he will do. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, yeah. That's cool. And that's well, a cool reveal that she knows. Um, well, I mean, it, it's it, he, she is basically second in command, which honestly, yeah. oh, I, uh, kudos to her for girl bossing it in three years going from being on the fucking slum streets of uh, Detroit. Space to, Detroit. Yeah. Space Detroit to being uh, like a swanky mob boss's lieutenant. Yeah, ba- basically going from, you know, hanging out <laughs> in fucking nowhere to being Tony Soprano's number two. Yeah. And, and he says, this is my number one lieutenant, which is, like, cool. Um, so I got to, like, I want to know, what the fuck has she been doing? Because and she, and they, she and also they, picks they up. They say she, she several times. Skills. They say in, 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 in really annoying tone later on in this movie. They say several times, she's done things you've never even thought of. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Well, okay. And, and I mean, the, the worst part is that at no point in time does anybody ever just like go like, dude, Han, do you, do you think something's up? Because she went from being where you were to being maybe to being the second mean, most powerful yeah. gangster, third, maybe the second or third most powerful gangster in the fucking galaxy in the course no, of three no no no, okay, no. Uh, no no second or third in, powerful... in this syndicate she's yes. like she's a gangster she's a gangster like, like it's very clear that she's like she's pretty high up in this gang <laughs> yeah no no. Well, no i'm sorry one of the most powerful people in a syndicate that yeah. has enough power to <clears throat> rival the high level yeah yeah 
basically like, that's, the, that, that's the thing that's the thing is like they talk about it's like it's crimson dawn or the huts and it's like yeah that's you know the huts and and for the lore the huts like control so the inner rim is like mm-hmm. where most of star wars takes place the mid rim is like where tatooine and shit is the huts own most of the mid rim like and, and the empire deep into the outer the, rim as well yeah, and a little bit, and a little bit into the outer rim. The Empire takes the inner rim and a lot of the mid rim, but the outer rim is still mostly hut space, um, which is crazy. And and I don't want to get into there's reasons yeah, yeah. for that, but it, we'd be here forever. Um, I said here, Chewy slamming buzz balls. <laughs> uh, oh, this is where I wrote Corellia is the Detroit of the galaxy. Also, did you know that in Star Wars the galaxy has a name? I I did not. Yes, it's called the galaxy. It's fucking stupid. Uh, we we, we live the, in the Milky Way, but they just live in the galaxy, the galaxy. which is annoying. Uh, okay, all right, whatever. Um, okay, uh, and the so, whole sequence and, on the yacht is is kind of sick. Basically, Kira's like, "I'm gonna go with them, and we're gonna get." They learn. They're like, "Okay, that was all refined coaxium, and we have to." which was on the train we you lost the job so now we need to get more and han's like all right unrefined coaxium get it off of a planet and then find a place that will refine it and then we'll just deliver it to you so i have a problem with this with, with all of this is the implication that all of the the fuel for for all starcraft or a majority of starcraft in the universe is on a planet where people are just mining with pickaxes. It's not the only planet. Um, I guess it's, it's like the only available planet for unrefined, but that's that's like a really weird... Again, it just seems weird. It just seems like there, well, there's, the, the, there's the, a lot the, of weird shit going the, on there. So the way I see it is um, planet a planet that mines unrefined coaxium is also going to have a refinery. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but the so problem with having a refinery on a planet is if it goes south, that refinery blows up, and you know, with something, we see what happens when just a single train car of coaxium mm-hmm. explodes. It destroys a, a mountain. Think about what a whole factory full of those exploding would do. It would tear apart the planet. The problem is this planet is in the middle of like a fucking minefield of explosive gases it's in a it's in a storm essentially a, mm-hmm. a cosmic storm is like just surrounding this planet you can't it's get basically off the planet. like what if a planet was living inside jupiter yeah you can't get off of this planet without like threatening to kill everyone like so so it, it would i think the idea is that this planet because i thought about this as i was like like, because I was like, why the fuck don't they have a refinery? Why are they only dealing in refi- unrefined coaxium? And that's then it hit the, me. I was like, that's not the thing that I was thinking about. That's, that is not, the, the, the refinery thing was not the thing that I was thinking about. Is more like. Oh, oh, it was just like, like you're just pickaxing this yeah, like weird, like, wh- unstable wh- goo. <laughs> or, or like, or why there is just like, why the entire operation is just run from basically, you know. Uh, the co- the coffee lounge of a car park, uh, and, <laughs> and and why why the why the federation has not stepped in to entirely take over this process is a little weird. Yeah, like, I they, mean, they, there there yeah. are more questions about like the the way that this is being operated and why it hasn't been fully industrialized is more my question about like what's going on here. 
But it's Star Wars. Sometimes that just doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. That's my thing. Is like it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, as much like, as I want to be like, as much as I want to sit here and and like logic this out, it's Star Wars. <laughs> well, no. But the other the other thing that I uh, and I know we're we're skipping ahead of some stuff. The thing that I keep thinking about watching this movie is that Ron Howard is trying really hard to be Steven Spielberg in this movie. Yeah, fuck, it, it's embarrassing. Like, it's really embarrassing. Because also, um, like, just a, lo- a lot of stuff feels very Indiana Jones Temple. Like, like that, I mean, the, the entire, like, mind thing feels very Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But, but, I but just, we gotta get there first. Yeah, we gotta get there first. We gotta get there first. So, um... No, we, we have to get through a good scene. We have to get yeah, through, a like, really a good, good scene. Yeah. Very also, Lord and Miller. Also, Lord and Miller. Yeah. Like thank fuck that Thurm Scissor Punch is their thing. Um, so we get to uh this like weird bar slash droid fighting pit. It's not owned by Lando. I thought it was for the longest time. No, it's not. No. This is just one of his like hangs. Yeah, um, it's it's just it's just his local hang. It's just it's just the so bar that he likes to te- he he likes to get drunk and tell the biggest fucking lies he can. He's a sportsman. And they find him playing Sabacc in the back room, which is space poker, essentially. Um, Space poker with dumb fucking rules. Yeah. uh, And they play they play a bunch of hands and han's very good at sabak apparently like yes like apparently it's not like poker in the sense that like it's it's not just luck like it, it takes skill to do and he's like you know there's good banter gonna, there's like yeah, i'm gonna bet i'm gonna bet the uh what did he say i'm gonna bet my vcx 100 which is another Corellian ship that han would have mm-hmm. like known a lot about because uh, of his history um and everyone's like whoa that's a that's a baller ass ship and he's like yeah my ship against yours and so they he's got my he's he, like i got my my gold lambo out back don't worry about it so they he loses because um Lando's lando is clearly cheating um I do also, not remember him losing here. See, this thing, I saw this in theaters, I think. Mm-hmm. I do not remember him losing. I remember him winning. And then I kind of remember there being a weird in-between scene where Lando is like, all right, well, I guess I got to give you my ship or whatever. But I, I must have just made that scene up. No, um, uh, but so I just want to say Donald Glover was made for this. And he oh. does it. He, 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 again, just like, beca- beca- like, as John Favreau exits the scene, exits the, like, his, his energy exits. He leaves the Donald movie. Glover shows up, like, there, there is just, like, this aura about him where he's like, I have studied Lando. I have, I have studied the text of Lando, and I'm going to be the weirdest motherfucker in the, in the galaxy. And it's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ladonis Calrissian. <laughs> That's his name. They say his name later. Um, so uh, he loses the card game. First of all, he says, what the hell immediately afterwards, which I'm like, what? That because saying you're not, what al- the you're hell, not allowed to say that. Well, because it has crazy implications for Star Wars. Yes. And that hell exists. <laughs> well, th- this is this is like the Austin Walker. I wasn't allowed to use the word ponytail to describe somebody's hair. Uh, thing, right. because but it's because, the Millennium Falcon, right? Well, because pony, because if you say ponytail, that implies there are horses in this universe. Well, and, and see, that's my thing is just like 
this is a very dumb thing, and I, I, I kind of, I'm not gonna say this. Fuck it. No, I, 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 I we, we, we sidetrack every five seconds. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Um, so, um, and so this is uh, where that stupid Aura Sing line comes up, um, and and Beckett's like, uh, Lando's like, excuse me, Han, please leave, leave this, uh, <laughs> leave, leave this conversation. Oh, also, there's just a uh, Lando has a big dick joke in in this as well. Yeah. Oh, there's a whole. There's a, everything about this scene is fucking awesome. I, like I, I, us talking about it doesn't do it service. Kira um, just like lists off that Lando is the sexiest, hottest he's dude. The, and she's he's like, the sexiest. I just want to. I want to ride his fucking face to the fucking wanna, end of the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And Han's like, okay, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so they um, basically they're like, look can we hire your ship? And he's like, okay, fine, whatever. But I want 50%. And Beckett's like 25. And he's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He just kind of rolls over. And we meet L3, who goes up to the droid fighting pit and just goes, you should free yourself, brother. Free yourself from your shackles. So I have, I have a hot take, (laughs) which is we're no better than L3. L three rules. I L- love L three. Would ha- L three would have a podcast. It the my thing with L three is that if she was a little bit more consistently written, she would be the perfect character because <laughs> droids are like the oldest sentient creatures in the galaxy, and they all uh it, they talk about this a little bit in, in this next scene where he's like, I would erase her memory, but she's got the most intensive. Mm-hmm. navigational database blah 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 um and, and the thing is a reason why c-3po and r2d2 are important to star wars is just the fact that like they're old as fuck anakin doesn't build the c-3po in the in the prequel trilogy like people think he repairs c-3po mm-hmm. um c-3po already had a million languages embedded in his right. like Brain. And the reason why R2 is as quirky as R2 is, is that R2 is probably the longest serving droid to not be wiped in the history of the galaxy to this point. Specifically, it is canon that he does not get his memory wiped. Uh, Anakin uh, refused to wipe his memory during during the Clone Wars, and he, no one, assumedly no one in the Republic, erased his memory. Uh, uh, this is all. This they... also is is a great way to explain why C three PO doesn't seem to understand a lot of things about Luke. Uh, yeah. that R two very much understands and knows intimately. Yeah, C three PO has had definitely had his mind wiped a couple times, and R two is just like fuck you. Uh, no, you're not wiping my shit. Uh, which is awesome. Um, L three. Okay, we get to the Millennium Falcon. Um, this we is also the have, craziest... We also have a dick joke with L three. There's a lot here. Um, (laughs) There's a lot going on where she's just like talking and talking and talking. And every line out of her mouth is fucking hilarious. Um, She's so funny. Because like when the the droids that have personality are funny. This is why people like K2SO Mm -hmm. in from Rogue One. Like it's nuts it's nuts um yes we get onto the falcon this is the craziest the falcon has ever looked um the, the falcon the walls looks... are shiny and the floors are mirror finish like <laughs> uh the, the falcon looks weird because uh in between the two divots in the front there is literally actual physical space because that's where yeah. a um <clears throat> whatchamacallit a escape pod is 
Yeah, he put an escape pod in the mandible. Uh, that little thing, that that little, those two little teeth thing mm-hmm. at the front of the Millennium Falcon, that has a purpose because it's a freighter. That's where you put your freight. Mm-hmm. That's where you put your thing, your product. It hooks into there and then it flies away. Um, so, um, but hey, there's a problem. Uh, it's got a boot on it, and then yeah, it's like, it's how a- could how could that have happened? I I would never know about this. Maybe you, Beckett, could help me. You, you, such a a fine scoundrel as yourself, might be able to help me extricate my falcon <laughs> from this devious trap that somebody has set for me. Yeah, fine. For an extra five percent off your cut, <laughs> you're down to twenty. That was like fucking awesome. I love that so much. And he like rolls his eyes. And yeah, Lando. This whole time, we should say, Ch- childish Gambino, Donald Glover is putting on this fucking accent where he's like, yes, it's me. I'm Lando Calrissian. And this is how I talk. And it's like, Billy D. Williams did not talk like that. <laughs> and and one of my favorite lines... Perfect and hilarious. One of, my, one of my favorite lines early on is that they say he's been running from the Empire longer than anybody else. But mm-hmm. in the movies, <laughs> he literally betrays the heroes for the Empire. It's like like one of the his it's his first character moment you see betrays everybody. I think that's really funny. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, you um, know, um, but it's it's hilarious. Uh, Lando is fucking L three. <laughs> Lando is having sex with L three three seven. They reference it several times, and then when she is quote-unquote killed he weeps over her she does uh it's like stuff is okay uh we're we're getting ahead of ourselves so uh we do find out that there is a tracker on the millennium falcon by the same pirates that uh the same mysterious pirates with sick motorcycles they've got sick motorcycles sick sick cool speeders and helmets and shit yeah they're cool they look like uh they look like destiny characters yeah, they're basically just they're they're hunters yeah. from destiny. They're just they're, yeah, they're just a pack out. They're, they're pack of hunters from destiny. Yeah. Uh, so um, also, this is basically the last like leaving Fort uh, Yipso is the last moment that we have any Lord and Miller content until the yeah. end of the movie. So it shows because there is some stuff that happens in here that's good, but it's very movie good. It's not like. It, yeah, it's just, not like, like good writing. It's like movie. Like this is the movie part. This is it. also where the movie Should craters. Have like <laughs> the 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 pace of this movie craters. So they go to Kessel and they have to go through the uh this thing. Uh, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called. It's they call it the Kessel Run, whatever. Yeah, the, the it, Kessel it, Run is basically the incredibly small pathway that ships have to navigate to make it the, th- to make it to Kessel from yes. space outside of Kessel. It's literally just this big cloud of like charged electrons and like there's like they say there's uh void breathing creatures out there, which is awesome. Yeah. Um there's just like a bunch of shit. Like out yeah, no, there no. It, it's it's basically it's like bad, what if what what if uh, what if Jupiter was like also the asteroid? What if Jupiter was was a celestial body instead of like a planet? Like what if it was just like a thing? And also maybe had a proto black hole just like living in the center of it. Yeah, a gravity well. Okay, 
We'll get we gotta go. We gotta go. Okay, so so um, Kessel so, okay, is where things all, just Lando, start falling apart. First of all, Lando's cape closet absolutely fucking hilarious. That's where they yes. make out. Anyway, uh, L three sucks in a fun way. So they have a plan once they get to Kessel. Uh, I, I'm I, just go, reading through my notes. Sorry. <laughs> so I do want to say yeah. the the conversation between L three and Kira is amazing and hilarious. So good, so good. How does that work? Oh, it works. That was the moment uh, where I was like, there's no way he actually fucks the droid. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, Lando has installed a Tenga in her. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. What? Um, what do you think? Like, like, you think that's not the case? So, they get they get to the planet. Uh, Lando stays in the cockpit, and um, Han and Chewie are pretending to be prisoners. Uh, Beckett is wearing the same fucking outfit that Jabba's guards wear, which he's, is yes, insane he, to me. He, he is wearing the outfit that, is that, is, is, does, La- no, Lando wears that in. Yeah, Lando wears that in, in, uh, Return of the Jedi. Which, I, you know what, if you told me that is like a traditional, like, like, like you, you hire, you if hire like a some guard, guard sect. uniform, I guess. I but guess I'm stupid. just like, why? It's, it's, it's dumb. Kira I will say part the, of... I will say the slave trader that they talk to, fantastic character design. Retroactively, they fuck his design up uh, in Book oh. of Boba Fett, and I hate that. Yeah, I love I... these guys. The Pike Syndicate is cool as fuck, and then they get they get the the shaft in Book of Boba Fett. Oh, because, because they're the, just these like, guys, they're like... just squishy flesh losers that are oh, all. No, just but I, yeah. I like the fact that they're like breathing mango vape juice. Yeah, they they literally breathe the a- atmosphere of like the acid around them. It's kind of cool. Um, Kira is like, I'm with such and such order of such and such group, and we would like to make a trade our slaves for your spice because it's the spice mines of Castle. Yes. Um. So, like, does Anna? The, I have a question. Do you think this yeah. spice like helps you astro navigate better, or is it just literally like, really good? Literally, on yes. Literally, yes. Okay. Spice is is a is like a drug that is a one to one to. Oh, so it's uh, just Dune. the spice. It's, it's literally it's, it's literally spice? stolen from. Dune. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Kessel, <laughs> uh, uh, the the spice mines of Kessel is a direct like reference to Dune. It's a direct stolen from Dune in Book of Boba Fett. Spice is literally a box filled with glittering sand that people use as drugs. Death hey, sticks are made hey, out of spice. Hey. Yeah. Oh, it's dumb. Hey. It's dumb. It's dumb, but it's one of those Star Wars things that you're just like, that's just one of those Star Wars things you gotta accept. Like, that's... how dumb the Force is, how dumb Metachlorians are and all that shit. Just one of those things you gotta accept because it's Star Wars. Yeah, I, lo- um, I love me the wills. Anyways, let's keep going. Um, So... The plan is that Han and Chewie enter as f- fake slaves and... Mm-hmm. Kira and Beckett go to like where everyone ever like the control room mm-hmm. or whatever to like discuss stuff. Uh, Man, and they're so really lucky Shui... that the that the bosses uh that the that the boss's meeting room is next to the control room. They're they're really lucky that yeah. there isn't like you know a meeting space uh that, like a, just a nice corporate meeting space for them or something like that. Right. So they um. They they start shooting. Lando, I mean, I mean Han and uh, Chewie bust up the elevator and like start going to find the Quaxium. Uh, wait a second, Anna. Lando Kira is doing and... something very important. Well, hold on, we get to him later. Okay. Kira and um, 
uh, Kira and Beckett start taking down everybody. Kira takes down the Pike Syndicate guy and starts beating the shit out of him. And uh, another bad line, some <laughs> stupid fucking fan service that isn't even good fan service. L3 is in the room acting as a translator because no one mm-hmm. can speak Pike. And she goes, oh, fuck, how did you do that? I've never seen anyone do that. What? What is that? And she, fucking, she says, it's Terrace Kasi. Um... Which is a reference to Star Wars Terra Kasai, which is a horrible fighting game for the PlayStation 2, or PlayStation 1, I can't remember, um, where it's Star Wars characters in a fighting game. <laughs> it's dumb, it's bad, and it, this... it. I mean, the, the implications of what she is doing is very interesting in that it's like, she... She did. She did like some power moves. Like that was a well, very does, quick takedown. That was some Assassin's Creed shit. We right learn. There. We learn later, like why she's she can do that. Um, but um, she's like, yeah. Um, uh, Va, Voss. <laughs> yeah, Va, Voss. Yeah, Voss. Voss. taught me a couple uh, moves. She. She. He Paul showed Bettany. me how to do it. Like Paul uh, Bettany. Yeah, Paul yeah. Bettany taught me a couple moves. So. <laughs> so. They go through the thing. Chewie's like, oh, there's Wookiees. I got to go save them. Han's like, all right, buddy. I'll see you in the, maybe in the future sometime. As Good as luck. L3 uh, starts a... Droid revolution. Well, a droid revolution. And then one of the droids is like, well... Let's release all the slaves. <laughs> n- n- none of us are free until all of us are free. And I, I will say... <laughs> Solidarity. <laughs> the visual bit of the droids just going insane and tearing everything down going like beep boop beep freedom is yeah. hilarious like that there is a Absolutely. hilarity to it it's awesome no uh uh it's it's funny in a very dumb way it makes me very happy <laughs> but also i have to say this entire heist visually sucks it like yeah, there's a, not a lot to talk about here because none of it's interesting or visually cool. So uh, so they... like there there's a problem that I have in that like the camera is really tight up on everyone. All of yeah. the action feels claustrophobic, and I get that is because all of the stuff is the reshoot stuff. This is all the stuff that Ron Howard was shooting, but it is so that is actually the problem that I have with the back half of this movie, and this is a problem that I have in general with prequel movies, right? Is yeah. that the stakes are really low because, because we you know, know Chewbacca's gonna live. We know Han's gonna live. We Han's know that live. We, we know that so we know many Lando's can... gonna live. Like, yeah. And so there's only like three characters that are ever in danger in this movie. And they're characters that we don't have any emotional connection with because they're not from the original movies. So right. It's kind of just like everybody is just like looking at their watches going, well, I'm not going to die. So I really don't give a fuck about what happens in this scene. Yeah. So um, Han gets the coaxium and starts like pushing it out. Chewie joins him and has like a cool moment of like, yeah, fuck you. Um, I, I I have in my notes. Like we cut uh, back Wookie to the honor guard. Yeah. A Wookiee honor guard. Um, the thing is, he's they don't talk about the life debt. No, that never this ha- movie. That, that, that never happens. insane to me. Which, yeah, I, there, there are multiple points where you can be like, oh, is that the life debt? Is is the moment That's, on the train the life debt? Yeah, is him saving is him saving Chewie a life debt? Is this part here where he helps, he says, here, you save these Wookiees from slavery. Is that the life debt? Like, what is, is it this? the fact that he gives him the Electro Pike the life debt? Who, who the fuck knows? Does he give 
like does does he get the life debt during the Jabba job? Like, is that like what happens? So or, regardless, or is the life debt just a dumb bullshit thing that Chewie says because Chewie's like, if Han goes off on his own, he's gonna die, and I like this guy. He's kind or, of like my little pet is, mascot. Or is life debt something Han says as a gag because he's like, Chewie owes me one because of such and such and blah blah blah. Uh, there's also that really cute moment where one of the other Wookies, like, he says hi to one of the other Wookies, and the Wookie just like tussles his hair, like, oh, you're a cute little guy. You're, you're a yeah. cute little. You're a cute little fella. Meanwhile, Lando's on the ship. <laughs> And yeah, he's no. Uh, he's doing important he's, business. He's recording himself talking. He goes, Calrissian Chronicles, <laughs> chapter nine. <laughs> it's so good. It's so it's fucking awesome. It's like one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And he just talks. He's just saying shit. As I was helping my friends. I would I would rather there. have been the, the entire movie just have been that scene. Yeah, oh my god. If it was just Lando sitting alone in a cockpit just, just talking to people, or, that would or, so funny. Or the entire uh, framing device of the Solo movie is Lando telling the story and being like an unreliable and inconsistent narrator. I think yeah. that would have been so good. That way better, like Way fun. better structure. Yeah, that would have been really good. Um, so... Um, He's like, you're not going to believe what I'm seeing here. And L3 goes, is it a rebellion? And he's like, what did you do? <laughs> this is like, this is kind of fun. I, I love this. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. There's like a bunch of firefights. L3 is like, yeah, rebellion. She gets shot. Uh, L3 gets done dirty. L3 gets I, fucking done the worst. I don't care about her dying. That's the thing. It's like, she's oh. funny. She's cool. I don't care about her dying. No, I, it's not that I don't care about her dying. It's just that like, okay. The thing that I hate is uh. that they're like, we're just going to jam her fucking consciousness spike into the fucking uh, ship. I hate that. So she, she quote unquote dies and, um, she's a fucking robot. You can rebuild her. Lando's like, Oh, she's gone. Uh, uh and he's crying. She's um, a robot. She's just, all you need to do is get her hard drive. That's all you need. Probably one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is Han jumping into the pilot seat. Click, 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 click. Beep, 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 beep. And he just starts doing the turning on the Millennium mm-hmm. Falcon thing. And it's really. Mm. So one second. I do want to say Chewie princess carrying Lando while he is holding L3 is fantastic. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's very funny. Um, I said, all right, I'm getting bored. God, I want to flip switches and fly a ship. So they were fucking. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, it's so it's so they weird. get they get off the planet. They get off the planet. They get into the, the, the cloud or whatever. They're getting to the Kessel Run and there's an Imperial blockade because they're like, yeah, maybe they heard about the rebellion. This is fucked. So they're like, okay, we got to go through the cloud to get yes. out and he's like and okay this is Hit. the part where the this is the part where the movie makes me very upset because it's not just um what's the word it's not just fan service it's the fact that they have to say words in a certain way otherwise people won't connect the line to like the original trilogy and so, i've got a good feeling about this well hold on hold on hold on Lando says, no one can do it in less than 20 parsecs. 
Fuck you! Fuck you. That's not a line. That's not the way people speak. You don't say, yeah, I-70 is 100 miles, but I did I-70 in, t- in 25 miles. That's not, that's not pop. That doesn't make sense. People don't talk like that. No, no, no. The, 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 but, the actual thing that you have to say is like, look, the, the corridor is 20 parsecs. If we cut through here, it'll take less time, but we will die. Yeah. So... I've got a really good feeling about this is one of the best lines in the movie, in my opinion, because because I've got a bad feeling about this is a Star Wars staple. It's in every single movie. Overused. Overused. Yeah, it's it's the running gag. It's the running gag. There's one in like almost every episode of Clone Wars. There's a million of them in Rebels. It's all over the place. I've got a bad feeling about this is like the the like running joke. It's, you know, that the um the scream, the not the Howie yeah, scream, the, the other one, scream. the Wilhelm scream. Like those are the like those are the bits. Those are the Star Wars mm-hmm. bits. And so him saying, him talking about doing this crazy thing that everyone's like, "What is wrong with you?" And him going, "I've got a good feeling about this." That's hilarious. No, no, no. I so I I do like um because I, I did actually write this as like Han is a is a font of hope and optimism and overconfidence. That is really interesting when juxtaposed with everything his character does after this. Well, no, 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 no. That's the thing. This is kind of faithful to his character. He's a schmo. He's a fucking schmo. Like, he's he sucks. The first, you see him, and he's this dude, cool gunslinger hanging out in a cantina, and he shoots a guy who, like, tries to collect a debt from him. We learn. Then you see the rest of the movies, and you realize Greedo is must be the lamest fucking dude. No, in Gre- the Greedo world. was like Greedo was just like man. I just need the twenty dollars that you owe. Greedo is some lame ass half bounty hunter. He's not even a full bounty hunter, and that's the thing. He says Jabba's got a big price on your head, and that's why Han just leans back and is like, "Come on, bro, really? You're gonna try and shoot me?" This I mean, all, but but also like. If we're led to believe Greedo never left Tatooine, and quite honestly, that's that's like never graduating from high school. It's dumb. Um, so, but but yeah, like like and then for the rest of the movies, like Empire, he's like walking around, walking around Hoth, and he's like, "Bro, what the fuck am I still doing here? I just want to get the fuck out of here. Can we just leave? I don't want to be a part of the war anymore." And she's like, "You're a scruffy derf herder. Like that's what that scene is." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you look, or like he's like, "Yeah, I'm not joining your fight on the Death Star. I'm gonna fuck off." And then he's like, "God damn it! I got my my heart got the better of me. I gotta save these kids." But but I but I, I I'm also saying like in general. Um, I, I do like his optimism and his overconfidence and his exuberance to do these things. Right. And so the first half of this sequence is good. Um, it, you know, it's, it's a callback to the first Star, Star Wars where, you know, we're fighting some TIE fighters, we're, we're avoiding he- stuff. Beckett uh, is, like, in the bottom of the ship shooting yeah. them with, the, with that cool lower cannon. And... He, they shoot out the cannon and he's like, oh, fuck, we don't have, you know, we don't have a gun anymore. Oh, my and Han, immediate, Han immediately flips the, the Millennium Falcon, smacks a TIE fighter, and it just, <laughs> that's the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> but right after that comes, I think, maybe the most excruciating sequence of shots that I've ever seen in a movie that made me want to turn it off. So, 
Are you talking about the the space monster? <sighs> okay, the space monster is fine. I I love okay, the okay. technical space. Then I, I want. Then what are you talking about? I want to know what you're talking about. I, I am talking about every thing. moment from the gravity well to getting back to the planet. Gotcha. There's a little scene here that I wanted to talk about real quick. Mm-hmm. The thing where he pulls out the landing gear and like skids on this like yes. weird floating chunk of rock. Um, and he's like, yeah, uh, I learned this from a guy back on Karelia, the best, best driver you ever saw until he died doing this. That's awesome. That's really <laughs> no, that, fucking that, that cool. Is, uh, people, and people he, are speculating he, that that may have been lifted. Like people are very curious yeah. because that couldn't have been, if it wasn't lifted from some other part of the script, uh, earlier, uh, it couldn't, that couldn't have been a Lord Miller, but that could have just been like one of the one few jokes that actually did like kind of crack. Um, yeah, but I, okay. The, the part that I want to talk about is yes. as he does that move, the TIE fighter, we see inside the TIE fighter yes, that's and it's very the most good. horrifying thing I've ever seen of the glass breaking and the vacuum of space ripping the helmet and skin off of a TIE fighter. And basically just like having him, uh, or, or get the pilot, imp- I mean. Get, having the pilot basically just like get impaled by gravel shrapnel coming off of the Millennium Falcon. It's fucking horrifying. It's like the most terrifying thing I've ever it is seen. Ma- it is maybe one of the most violent things that happens in a Star Wars movie. It's so fucking violent. And it's like one of my favorite things because it's a perfect framing device for what TIE fighters are. They don't get into the politics of TIE fighters much. Um, in any of the movies, but TIE fighters are hilarious because opposed to X-Wings, TIE fighters do not have the ability to jump to hyperspace. They do not have shields and they do not have emergency escapes. Uh, the I, I, I escape like pods, shields and hyperspace yes. ability. <laughs> I, I like that. Uh, that, that Han's like when I was in, when, when I was in the Academy, they would never uh, send. Yeah. They're not going to send a, a couple TIE fighters out to f- deal with some piddly little, uh, uh, <laughs> and, and then, and then they have like a weed esque moment of like a, a weed esque moment of like, Oh, they did that. Didn't they? Oh, they did. Yeah. Um, it's but weird. so what happens next is they, 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 they jam, find... uh, L3's USB drive into the ship and because she's got the best navigational, whatever in the, whatever, uh, Again, I think this is stupid because it's just like, it, it, I think I think it's just bad. I I think it's bad. And then we see yeah. it's dumb because you didn't need a reason to call the ship her. Yes, people just call ships her uh, or she. Also, I I'm just mad because it's like you took a character that I am fond of and you just you you just you just turned melted her into, her into something stupid. Yeah, you turned her into a toaster. Um, and there's a moment where Donald Glover's like, she's integrating with the ship now. And the way he says it, it's like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, who cares? Right. Uh, the, the, but again, the, the problem in this movie is the stakes are really like all over the place and yeah. nothing, nothing so, better exemplifies it than the next scene, which so is they, ma- like a scene that I think is exemplifying of the, the thing that I just said, which is none of these characters are going to die. So yeah. all of the things that happen for the next, it's like se- it's like ten minutes long. The scene is yeah. too long, and the, the stakes are nothing because the Millennium Falcon 
exists in the sequel movies. The right. Millennium the Millennium Falcon, Falcon exists. So like Han Solo li- like, like Han Solo's alive. So the threat of almost being pulled into a gravity well by a Cthulhu esque Leviathan that lives in the nethers of space, which again, like, there's no all the pieces. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. All the pieces are there. My issue, and and I see where you're coming from, but my thing is that like, no fucking shit, they're gonna live. No shit, Luke Skywalker's gonna live. Mm -hmm. You know. You know what I mean? Uh, He gets his hand cut off and he's hanging off the thing. He's still gonna live because the movies are about him. Mm -hmm. My, My and and. I get where you're coming from because it's like, of course, this is the prequel. Of course, they they have to survive it. But like, that doesn't bother me as much as like some of the choices they make within here to make it seem like there are stakes. Well, but but no, that, um, that's what that's what I'm kind of getting to is like because yeah. because of all of this, like all of the things that we know, the dramatic tension is flat. They're, they're, they're like you you the, are trying you're doing things that make it seem like there is danger and there is excitement. But it's very flat. It just, it doesn't. The one thing, the one thing that I was like, go fuck yourself. This is stupid. Um, Okay, so they, they, they get chased by this monster and then they're like, we're coming up on the maw. It's like, is that monster the maw? No, that's a living creature. That's the maw. And it's called a gravity well, which is like this weird. Yeah, it's like a proto black hole yeah. like thing. It doesn't make any sense. So they have to fly. He's like, I'll fly into it. Trap the monster shoot the uh, 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 evacuation pod into the gravity well so that the monster chases that, and it does, and then Mm. we'll get out of here. The monster grabs the ship and starts pulling them, you know, into the gravity well. And so they're like, we have to get out of here, blah, 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 blah. We have all this coaxium. Take some of the unrefined coaxium, drop it into the ship's power line or whatever. Basically, basically, uh, uh, what's the thing where you take WD-40, spray it into the open engine, and then it'll run faster? <laughs> I, I was going to say, no, we, 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 need, uh, we, we need to get the, um, the Fast and the Furious. We need to get Dom to yeah. put the Nas into the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. engine to get it to combust better. And it's like, this is fucking stupid. This is and they have the weird thing is they have Beckett do it and he's like stumbling and falling and like oh shit oh fuck so he does it and this is the part that bugs the fuck out of me that makes me so mad is he does it and it goes and they have a fake out and the Millennium Falcon starts tumbling back into the thing and then it launches forward it's like you did you could have just made it work if it just worked then fine. Again, it just worked. I, I just it was creative enough. It was cool enough, and it was tense enough. When you were like, "We have to use this thing." Okay, use the thing. We're running out of time. We have the clock's ticking. Blah blah blah. Zoom. That would have been fine. But instead, you broke the tension for a gag, a gag that didn't land, that wasn't funny, and like, it wasn't even a gag. No, it was, it was a like, fake like, out. Just like, and again, this is why I'm kind of just like, this scene is excruciating because. It just it is a it is a miming of all of these other movies yeah. where you actually have real dramatic sex, you have real tension, you have real things where you're getting pulled forward. And yeah, I get that the characters are are thinking that they're in danger and that is a part of this. But at the same time, as a viewer, it's just hard to feel anything other than we're just counting, we're we're just creating additional problems right. for our characters to go through. But they're problems that don't advance their character. And that's the big thing yeah. here is none of the <clears throat> none of the the tension or none of the 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 friction that is going on here 
in any way, shape, or form informs any of the characters' arcs. And yeah. that is the well, thing that pisses me off. I, I wrote, this is fucking sick as hell, and this should be the end of the movie. Right? Yeah, uh, that's fair. Uh, oh, we only get one shot? Sure. <laughs> that's, there you go. Han Solo is one of his many, many lines. Um, Lando says, oh shit, but they subtitle it on Disney Plus as, oh shoot. <laughs> um, anyway they get out they land on this planet so the whole goal was they go to castle get the unrefined go to a planet to get it refined they go to the planet that has the refinery and they're like they're like we gotta land we gotta land and so they land they don't have landing gear so they just that that's uh, great uh, uh so this is actually this is stuff that was filmed by lord miller uh good. the 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 stuff on savarine um some of this stuff is good and some of this is bad uh, so generally, generally, if it's a tight shot, it is most likely done in post. Uh, if it is a outdoor shot, it is most likely Lord and Miller did that. There's some issues I have with this scene then, and that's that lays directly on their shoulders. Well, hold on. So they Solo says, hi, I just did the castle run in 12 parsecs. Go fuck yourself. Um, then immediately fucking after that. He's talking to Lando, and he's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? And Lando goes, I hate you. I know. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Why do we need callbacks to a thing that hasn't happened yet in the canon of this movie? Go fuck yourself. Um, it's, it's also just like, yeah, no. I, uh, honestly, Lando is very right to be pissed off about all of this. You, you tried to steal my ship. You lied to me about taking my ship in poker then you got me under this job this job has sucked you fucked up my ship you ruined any chance of me getting to rebuild my robot and you, you killed my like, girlfriend bot we're barely alive like we're barely here we barely made this out alive and i'm only getting 20 percent. fuck you um um oh it, during that chase there was one line that i was like shut the fuck up which was it's 90 degrees to the left ish fuck you that means nothing it's 90 degrees to the left or nothing <laughs> again it's uh, the, the the writing um, in, the, in in this like in, in these sections are are bad at this point not, at not this point i wrote there's still at half an hour left <laughs> question mark God, um yeah no they're like going. hey they're, they're they say the refined shit's up at the hill let's go and so they go up to the top of the hill mm -hmm. and beckett has a, a Okay, another line that I'm like, what the fuck? He says, I hear you make a good brandy. Excuse me? <laughs> brandy exists brandy? in this world? Um, uh, so the, the, the pirates are here. And they're like, we, we're going to take your shit and blah, blah, blah. This coaxium's ours. Turn it over. Blah, blah, blah. Han does one of my favorite gags in the entire movie. I love, this is, this is. I will give Lord and Miller this because this mm -hmm. is a very good gag. And I laughed out loud. I've laughed out loud every time I've see seen this scene. I'm hiccuping. I have laughed super hard every time I see this part of the movie because it's very funny. Um, he says, uh, Beckett's like, I should have dealt with you a long time ago. And John goes, a long time ago. I got this. And he steps forward. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and he goes, See that ship down there? We got 30 Full men. 30, 30 hired guns. And all I got to do is, and he snaps, and he says, all I got to do is give them the signal and they'll, uh, <laughs> they'll, 
<laughs> and oh. they'll come down here and kill you all. And immediately, Lando takes off and flies away. <laughs> and no, it's, it's great. So I will say, uh, there's a thing that I realized. And he I just realized, steps back and he's like, all right, it's all you. <laughs> there, there's a thing that I realized, which is, mm-hmm. it's not that he is, it, it's not the guy who's playing Han is playing Harrison Ford. It sounds like he is just playing, um, one second. He's playing his own version of Han Solo, which to be fair, Han Solo is like a goober. Like in the first movie, he is like in the. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say like the, his vocal intonation is actually very similar to Bill Hader. It is. It is. Well, here's the thing. Han Solo is a joke. Han Solo is a gag. In the first movie, you, you have that scene of him like shooting the guy cut to like one of the like biggest scenes in the movie where they're like they're in they're in the death or or, or, or not the death star yeah they're on the death star mm-hmm. and um leia's like wow shit you know we um you know we gotta we, we gotta get off of this spaceship we gotta do this and that blah 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 uh or, or no 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 they're in the control room and someone calls him, calls, he's like, what's going on up there? Oh, no, everything's fine. How are you? <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, and then no, no, he no. shoots the screen. And he's like, lousy, a lousy conversation anyway. Um, I don't, I don't have a problem with, with Han being a goober or Han being like a weird jokey boy. Yeah. I like, I don't have a problem I just, with that. People hated this movie for, for that specifically. And I'm like, you missed his no. character then. That's no, his character. I- That's who he is. I, I will never I, I don't think I would ever hate this movie for that character choice. I, I think I would hate it for some other character choices, obviously. Oh, I, absolutely. I think, yeah, I, yeah. I, think I, I I think I have some like anger towards like the pacing, and I do not think it respects its audience. The pacing sucks because we just had the third act climax, and now it's the, a, it, the like, next it's, half an hour is the award scene in Empire. Like you know what I mean? Or, or the, the yeah, award no, scene no. in a it's, new it's, house. It's, it's like a, there, there's like a fourth act that was just tacked on because where it's like, well, we just gotta keep going. We just, like, we just have to keep. What the? F- we had to tie up all these dumb loose ends that don't mean anything. Uh, so, <sighs> all right. So we meet Effie Nest or Effie's. My Nest. worst. I hate this part so much. She takes off her helmet, and everyone, it you, we, everyone, it. I fucking hate the way this is shot. This is the worst trope in fucking Hollywood. It pisses me off to no end where it's, they call this dude. He for most of the mm-hmm. movie because they, it's a, just a masked pirate. Who cares? Effie takes off her mask and she's a girl and everyone, they do one by one shots of everyone going, huh? Huh? A woman? I'm like, shut the fuck up. This hasn't been an interesting trope since fucking, since fucking Samus. Like, this isn't fun. This isn't interesting. No one cares. And the fact that it's a girl is not a plot point. Don't make it part of, like, the characters being like, this is why we're on her side now. It's because she's a little girl. Go fuck yourself. Um, sorry. <laughs> I had no, to no, get no, that no, out. No, no. I, no, I get that. I, I mean, I like her as a character. I just, I kind of... As a character, to... totally fine. As a character, totally fine. But the way they talk about her and the way she shot sucks no no this like, is this the is the cinematic... problem with having a 65 year old man um yeah. like the the like the like the like the uh 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 what's the word i'm looking for the like cinematic storytelling like languages the, of the this framing suck. of this the, the the framing and the way that the shot composition works it just it doesn't feel good and it, yeah. it just it kind of like it just languishes it, and then and then we have like 
hey, look, we got Warwick Davis to, to come be a dude wearing a helmet. Yeah, because, like, yeah, yeah. And that's fine. You know, and, that's and, you know fine. it's like, but, a, a, well, no, they, they all take off their helmets and it's like, we're the Benetton ad of fucking hashtag resistance. Yeah. So they, and this is another part that bugs the shit out of me. And I think this isn't Lord Miller's fault. This is Star Wars fault. Um, where they're like, yeah, uh, this, uh, uh, Crimson Dawn is bad and they do bad things. They fucked up all of our planets, blah, 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 this and that. Um, and they're in league with the empire. It's like, okay, you didn't have to tack on that part. Who gives a fuck about that part? And that they all, the only reason they say that is because later on in the movie, they're like, well, you should join our rebellion. And it's like, okay. Why do I care about this proto rebellion bullshit? I don't. Is the thing I don't. No, no. It's 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 not great, especially because it's just sort of like, well, yeah, no, they're, they're a crime syndicate. I, I don't think they're going to be using the starship fuel for anything good. Character wise, she's fine, I guess. But like, God, she fucking like everything she all of her dialogue sucks so i think a lot of this dialogue is reshot like yeah it it seems like it it seems like because every time she talks it's a tight camera on her and then a shot of people just reacting not talking to her so i i I do know that lord and miller were the people who cast her but i think and a lot of the exterior shots for what is going on is is lord and miller but the tight uh, the tight stuff and a lot of the dialogue i think has definitely been rewritten and it is definite yeah. cuz you can t- like again because lord miller would have made it a lot more quippy a lot more like the the pace would have gone better and this is a lot more like yeah. slow you know you have to help us like please it just it's very traditional cinema and i just so, don't i wouldn't i wouldn't credit that to lord lord miller then everything we're about to talk about takes like 20 30 fucking minutes and I want to just talk about it as quickly as possible because they drag this shit out for so long. So, uh, they're like, essentially the, the, what's the name of the pirates? I can't remember their name. Uh, what? The, the boss pirates or whatever? Or not bit, the boss pirates. No, uh, bit, the... Binla, whatever the fuck. The, the people we were just talking about. Oh, yeah. No, uh, the Cloud Raiders. The Cloud Raiders. Okay. They're like, they're like, we're not going to kill you, but you should give the Quaxium to us to blah, 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 this and that. And he goes, and so Han and Paul, <laughs> Paul Bettany, no, Han, <laughs> I was about to say Paul Bettany because he's about to show back up. Yeah. But Han and Beckett mm-hmm. are like, are like, we, what are your plans? And then they have a plan off screen. They don't talk about the plan, which mm-hmm. I think is really good, actually. Yes. I kind of like that. Um, I just wish it wasn't in the fourth act of this fucking movie. We're two hours into this fucking movie. We're two hours into this episode. (laughs) I know. I I just, I want to be very clear about this. Every single heist in this heist movie and every single con in this con job movie sucks. Yeah. I, I, the last one is good, but only because it's fucking like backstab after backstab after backstab. Right. But like nonsense. But like, the plotting and the framing and the pacing of oh, all of yeah. these there's really yeah, just absolutely it horrible. Sucks. So, um, basically Beckett, Beckett's like, fuck you. Bye. Yeah. Beckett I, fails. Gonna go, they're like, I'm going to go learn the battle card. And they're like, okay, we have a plan and we're going to execute it. So Kira, Han and Chewie go in like carrying the cases of coaxium. And they're like, so we're going to give this to you. And Voss is like, mm, delightful 
how how cute and blah blah blah. How'd you get this coaxium to look like actual coaxium? And he's like, what do you mean? And he says, cause your friend told me you were gonna fucking double cross me. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, so, I don't know what I don't know what Kira told you, but this is yeah. the real coaxium. And he's like, not Kira. And then Beckett comes back in. And he's like, oh, fuck. What the fuck? He's like, yeah, I told you earlier. Don't trust nobody. He's like, I told you I was literally going to betray you in act two. And you didn't believe me. So fuck the fuck off. Blah, blah, Uh, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, oh, I know you already gave the coaxium to the syndicate. This and that. Yeah. Let's, you know, give it, you know. So so he sends out all of his guards to jump on, on the cloud runners. And they don't have it. And, so, and it turns out it's a trap. And so Beckett's like, what the fuck? If that's, if they don't have the coaxium, where did it end up? And Holland's like, in this room. And Beckett's like, oh, shoot, shoot. Because <laughs> uh, Beckett's like, well, I assume you sent all of your sick hired guards out to yeah. go take care of this. And they've all just they, been it, killed. Yeah. So yeah, And he's like, so here's the deal. Uh, you know, I want to be in charge here. I'm, I got to think. And I, one of the coolest lines in Star mm-hmm. Wars is, I got to think, and I want to be the only one holding the blaster when I do. So this is a very, like, cowboy... This is a very cowboy slash noir kind of, like, vibe thing. This is a good moment. Um, And then everything just kind of, like... Beckett's like, Chewie, you're coming with me. We're going to take this coaxium, and we're going to get off this fucking planet. So he goes down. The second the doors close, cool fucking fight scene. Cool fight scene. I love this fight scene a lot. It's a fight scene in Star Wars that looks good without having fucking lightsabers in it, and that's very important. Just lightsabers are boring. They're not even vibroblades. They're like weird plasma knives. And this would have been that's really cool if he was a cat dude. If he was like a cool yeah. purple mm-hmm. cat dude with these. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I, I so, do want to say, uh, in the train heist, that vibro pike with the chainsaw head, really cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was very cool. Was really cool. Um, so oh. Kira kills Voss. Oh, also, gonna... Anna. Anna. Yeah. There was a crystal skull in this movie. Yes, <laughs> I saw it. And I didn't want to talk about it because it's <laughs> okay. lame and it's boring. <laughs> okay, because I, could, I couldn't remember if the crystal skull bullshit was a Star Wars thing. And you've, you've confirmed that it is a bullshit Star Wars thing. We can. It's not on. a Star Wars thing. It's an Indiana Jones thing. <laughs> I thought there was like a tie in the star, you know. No, no. I thought I thought so I th- the end of the end of. Um, no, I, I thought I thought the crystal skull thing was like the weird group of people who are like the 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 end dimension pyramid people or whatever. No, 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 no. The pyramid people are, um, they're like the physical embodiment of the force. That and I thought uh, that there was like some crystal skull bullshit with them. Anyways, we shouldn't no, talk about. Them. We should not talk yeah. about this. We have no, to, it's we dumb. Have to it's a dumb reference to Indiana Jones that okay. didn't need to be put in this stupid fucking movie. Anyway, so they like they uh, uh, Kira kills Voss, doing cool jujitsu moves or whatever. Voss is dead. So they're like, "What are we gonna do? We gotta get out of here." He's like, "Well, instead of selling that coaxium, that coaxium is nice and hot. We can't use it. We could sell something else." And there's like a pile of jewels. Han's like, "Great, I'm gonna go. You get these jewels together. We're gonna get the fuck out of here." Yeah, you, you, so, you just, you, you loot, you, like, you know what, the boss just loot this got place died, and get the fuck you, you can, you can just, like, loot the boss, I'll, I'll meet you, I gotta go, uh, catch Beckett. And this could have been a fucking post-credit scene, Kira calls Darth fucking Maul, and for some reason, this hologram is in color, and the only colors it can do are blue, black, and red for some fucking reason, so that we know it's Darth Maul. 
Okay, so there's a lot of problems I have with this scene. The one problem I don't have with this scene is that it's not fucking Ray Park. Um, Ray Park is the physical actor for this. Mm -hmm. Ray Park has never uttered a line for Darth Maul. Did you know that? That makes sense. No, because like... In in the early scenes in episode one, I can't remember the name of the guy. It's not even Ray Park in the hood where he says, at last we will have our revenge. Mm -hmm. It's like a different guy entirely talking. And then Ray Park does all the stunts and is in the makeup later. Mm -hmm. Um, The guy who does the voice is Sam Witwer, who does all of the voice for Darth Maul in the Clone Wars series. And Sam Witwer is awesome because he also plays Starkiller in the uh, uh, Force Awakens, or not Mm -hmm. Force Awakens, Force Unleashed games. Um, And he's like a big Star Wars nerd and basically got to be part of the canon because he's a, um, because he's such a big nerd and is so good at like acting. I love Sam Witwer. I love gushing about him. Anyway, that's the only good part about this scene. Everything else sucks and it's lame. It's stupid and horrible that he has to force pull from off screen his twin blade lightsaber, start and then it up, turn it on, turn just it to on. say we're gonna be working very closely, and then turn die. it off. It's just like, fuck you. Why are you pointing at her with a lightsaber? You're in. You're on another planet. Um. Oh wait, no, no. no. And then learn- he says, "You gotta meet me at Dathomir." Yeah. Oh, let's meet at Dathomir. Well, to be fair, Dathomir. It's where he's from. I mean, I know, it makes sense. but like, but Dathomir. Planet, I'm not, I'm not mad at any planet references because they talk about Tatooine earlier. That's, Is well, that, I mean, they also talk about Tatooine me, later. Meet me at Tatooine. I got a jab with a yeah, big gangster, no. blah, 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 this and that. Yeah, that's what Beckett uh, says um, on his way out. Meet me at Dathomir. You and I will be working very closely. And Kira I, he, is basically just like, yeah, sure. Basically, we learned the, the Crimson Dawn syndicate is run by Maul. Darth Maul. Um, Darth Maul. And, and sure, I guess whatever. by extension, probably so the Force Witches of Dathomir, because I can't I can't say Dathomir without also going the Force Witches of. Um, the fun thing is, I don't think it is. I think it's just... Uh, Maul, ha- after he is resurrected, he has a crazy story. At, like, the Clone Wars TV show has his story. It's bonkers. He takes over Mandalore. He becomes a bounty hunter. He gets... Uh, unseated by Ahsoka of all people. It's a whole thing. It's <laughs> right, bonkers. We, we gotta... And to be fair, I love Darth Maul's story, but at the time in this movie, most of his story hadn't been told. So it's and also it, just, it was not it was not the time and place for Darth Maul, just yeah. in general. Yeah, there's a part of this story that is just it's dumb. It's dumb. It didn't need to be here. It, this would have been better as like a post credit scene where it like would've. Kira. Where Kira just like, and he's like, yes, good. All is going according to plan. And I would have been like, oh, what the fuck? Crimson run by Maul. That's cool. If it was that, but no. Also, here's the thing. Um, I don't understand why Kira is doing this because as soon as he gets on that planet, Maul's going to be like, oh, so you killed him, right? Yeah. Like, what the fuck happened? Well, the thing is, she says Beckett took it and then Beckett's dead anyway. She oh say no no no! I, I I meant about I meant about Voss getting killed, and she was like, "I wasn't here when that happened." Uh, and it's like, "Oh yeah, it's like a whole thing." My, yeah, my, yeah. my dude, you know, don't li- don't lie to somebody who's force sensitive like that. You're not gonna get you, you're you're not gonna be going the places you want to go. Regardless, we go back to the planet, and Han somehow gets in front of Beckett. Yeah, I don't know how that. Uh, also, one thing that I love about this is that <laughs> the guy playing Han Solo 
stands holding the blaster like a Han Solo poster. Like for yes. most of this movie, it's awesome. I actually really love that because every time he has the blaster, he's like got his shoulder dipped down and he's mm-hmm. crouching. Uh, it's fucking stupid. Um, so Beckett shows up and he's like, I told you I'd, st- I'd betray you, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And Han's like, Let me like, tell you one man. final lesson. Yeah, Han's like, listen, man, we could go halves on this, we could split, and then you'll never see me again. He's like, that's not how this works, blah, 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 blah. And so Beckett says, and let me tell you my final plan, boom, and he gets shot. So Han just shoots him. And Beckett Um, was like, good choice. You made the right one. Han, you shot first. It's like, genuinely, it's the first time Han shooting first is like, seen as a good thing in the universe. Uh, and it kind of, it's a good thing. I like this. Um, it's fine. I just think Because overall... Han Shot First is better. Han Shot yeah, First no, 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 is, no, is better. Is. And the fact that they keep changing it so that Han looks more approachable. Like, no, Han sucks. He's a scumbag. Anyway, uh, he shoots him and he's like, oh, you shot me. And he's like, yeah. And and he like holds him because like Beckett's like, a, like his friend, I guess now. I don't really know. I mean... This Han. whole thing has been. This whole thing sucks because Han and Beckett haven't really had any one-on-one time as like bros. So, so the problem is, like, the, the the problem is that this movie spends way too much time on the action set pieces, and there is no time for any character to actually have like interpersonal moments. Yes, outside yeah, 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 yeah. of like. Kira and L3. Like that's maybe the best interpersonal moment in this movie, and it's right. It, it's like a minute. And we have to spend yeah. 30 fucking minutes escaping a fucking black hole. Um, and yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that, that pisses so, me off. Yeah, like the middle of this movie is them escaping a black hole. Think about that. It's Han Solo does cool espionage on like either end of this movie. And then the middle is there's a black hole in space. It's like, what the fuck? Why is this the movie? Um, so blah 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 kira leaves and he's like oh okay and you know there, there's um, a shot of her looking down at han and han being like han literally like not literally but doing the abe lincoln arms up y motion <laughs> like, like 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 and and she's like uh all right, whatever and she fucks off to dathomir um they get back to the uh the cloud runners or whatever the fuck they're called and he's like, and she is like, yeah, hey, you could join, uh, want to join this rebellion? And he's like, no, hold your breath, kid. He's like, no. He says, no. And she's like, well, maybe you'll change your mind. And he goes, don't hold your breath, kid. Thanks. You didn't need to say that, but that's fine. And he's like, look, I just, I, I, I my girlfriend just left me. It's a, well, don't, don't hold your breath, kid is a Han know, Solo line from the original show. It's just bad. I just hate it. I hate that. Um, so he gets a little bit of coaxium, um, and he disappears and then he reappears on another planet where Lando is playing Sabacc and he's wearing the funniest outfit. Cause before he's wearing like this yellow thing with a cape. Now he's wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt version of his like normal long sleeve shirt. Well, because they're on a tropical because they're on a tropical planet this time, and he's got to dress got appropriately. A, he's got a tie that's not tied at all, and a blue cape with some white fringe. He's dripped out, and he's yeah doing the same thing he's always doing, where he's just talking shit. Now, um, <laughs> uh, 
I unironically love this scene. This is I, this has to be a Lord and Miller scene because there's no way this scene exists otherwise. I can um, see that. So I, it is not listed I wish as this, the official ones, but I wish this Sabak scene was the Sabak scene from earlier. So Han um, shows up and is like, and and, and <laughs> Lando's like, Han, you made a towel to live. Oh my god! And he's like, Yeah, dickhead. Not no help from you. He's like, Oh, I knew you'd get out of there. He's like, Yeah, look. Oh, and he says, where's my cut? And he's like, you're cut. We barely got out of there with our lives. And this, and he holds up the coaxium and Han. And I want you to, to stake it. me. Yeah. And he's like, this is enough for a buy-in to the poker game, to the Sabat yeah. game. And so, um, <laughs> as they're talking, he's like, oh, you're a fucking asshole, blah, blah, blah. He hugs him because he sees the like Sabak card quick drawer yeah. or whatever and he steals the card the cards out of it and then uh <laughs> plays a buck wins and then goes if only you had this little green fucker and uh <laughs> i don't know i just love this scene um, so I, I like the scene but i'm also like god maybe you guys shouldn't have just blown your whole fucking load on this movie yeah, oh my god. Like, every part of... I don't care about this scene, but I love it. Like, I like this scene as I mean, the character thing. The character interaction is great. It's rich. There's a lot going on. But the actual, like, thing is, like, don't don't have him fucking win the Millennium Falcon here. You gotta save that for another thing that you're doing. You know, you gotta... You gotta I would have been fine if out. there was a sequel. Well, because, the, uh, because the Kira thing, it was planned as a sequel. Like, there were plans for her to show up in other things. There were plans for she has, more of this stuff uh, to happen. She shows up in the comics, actually, a lot. But, like, there were plans for there to be more of this. And yeah. this movie was so bad, they were like... Maybe we should stop making Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, and that's a shame. I like the movie on the whole because if you just treat it as a parody of Star Wars, it's good. It's good and funny. Um, but if you treat it as like a Star Wars thing that like expands the lore of Star Wars, it's bad and annoying and boring. Um, Again, as I said, I just don't feel like this movie respects the viewer in any way, shape, and form. It doesn't respect the viewer. It doesn't respect Star Wars. It doesn't respect Star Wars fans. It's just a fucking, it's just its own boring, annoying thing. And Um, again, ah, God, Ron Howard is just such a bad director for this movie. Very bad. I'm sure there are Ron Howard movies that I have enjoyed, but this is not one of them. And the bits that he does just infuriate me because he is an old man trying to make a bad version of movies that he's already seen. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, what else has he directed? Oh, Happy Days, The Andy Griffith Show. Oh, no, that's what he was on. That's right, because he was a child star. A Beautiful Mind, The Da Vinci Code. (laughs) Not Uh. not really. Apollo 13. Yeah, okay. Apollo 13, um... How the Grinch Stole Christmas? What? <laughs> the 2000 Jim Carrey Grinch? He directed that? That explains why that movie is so fucking insane. Anyway, um, the last thing I have written here... He, uh, he I wins the vaguely, Falcon. He wins the, I vaguely liked Cocoon. Hmm, yeah. he, win, he wins the Falcon in the Sabat game, blah, 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 whatever. 
Yeah, and the last bit of dialogue in this movie is I heard there's a big job, blah blah blah. I would have loved to see the Jabba job. Anna. Yeah. Do you know what Ron Howard does after Solo a Star Wars movie? No, what does he do? He makes Hillbilly Elegy, the JD Vance story. Ron Howard Jesus. is directly responsible for allowing and platforming J.D. Vance to become a Ohioan senator. I didn't think that we would talk about politics on this episode because this is a very apolitical movie. Like, even the rebellion shit is, yeah. like, apolitical. Mm -hmm. But somehow we got to J.D. Vance from Star Wars, <laughs> and I love that. Um, Sorry, God. folks. Sorry, folks. But it is it is relevant. That, yeah. that that Ron Howard fucks this up and then goes and platforms Peter goes Thiel's... And directs, yeah, Peter Thiel's fuck toy. Jesus Christ. I That makes me so fucking mad. Yeah. This movie is so bad that it made Ron Howard direct a movie about a Nazi. Like, <laughs> for a Nazi. About how all much right, he hates uh, his his stupid family, his family for being stupid. All in all, here's what I'll say: If you're a Star Wars fan, treat this movie. If you're a Star Wars fan like me, me mm -hmm. who can find joy in how stupid the Star Wars universe actually is, like the lore. Don't take the lore seriously. If you don't take lore seriously, but you still know it all, you'll like this movie because it's dumb. Uh, but for everyone else, this movie's bad. Don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, no. If you're if you're like me and love your TV stupid, but your movie's smart, yeah, um, you're gonna have a bad time with this movie. And it sucks. Well, and the thing is, it just sucks because it, this is followed up by some really good Star Wars media. Mandalorian is good. Um, Andor is good. The first couple episodes of Book of Boba Fett are good. The rest is shit. <laughs> uh, um, and I mean, yeah. like, I, I guess, I guess it is good in the fact that, like, this movie influence, like, as we stated at the beginning, this movie is influential because it it pushed a lot of very very important decisions in modern like Disney entertainment and also by extension somehow sony entertainment like yeah. the 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 push to just take star wars to the small screen we would not have gotten the the things that people like i have not watched them for for personal reasons but like um cuz i'm just not giving disney my money um and on the other yeah. hand uh allowing lord miller to go do some you know the incredible work of helming spy uh, into the spider verse uh all of the other dumb weird shit. Basically, I'm gonna say this, Anna. We wouldn't get the return of Clone High without this movie. Yeah, I mean, and see, that's the thing. Everyone who's tied to this, like, essentially gets fucked. Um, Alden Ein Ein I Alden Ehrenreich. I don't know how to say his name. Ehrenreich. Um, Ehrenreich. Okay. He, after this, so before this, he was in Hail Caesar, which is how he got into this movie, essentially. I like Hail Caesar. I understand that as a controversial opinion. Yeah. Um, and then after that, he is in Brave New World. 
um, a garbage fucking sci-fi TV series. He's in Cocaine Bear. And then he gets into Cocaine Bear, yeah. Um, Where he plays, like, one of the, like, stooges for, like, the, the main bad guy. Oh, Anna, uh, he, he voiced, he did, he did all of the Star Wars Battlefront 2 Han Solo lines. Yeah, for young Han Solo. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Amelia Clark. Well, look, her life was better. ruined by the fact, uh, by Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, she's in Game of Thrones. Um, but after this, and after Game of Thrones, she's been in Last Christmas with uh, Henry Golding. Anna. And then she was in Above Suspicion with Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> she may, she she has Daenerys Targaryen money. I don't think she needs to work if she doesn't want to. Well, my point being is that this, she doesn't work after this, and I think that's the thing. Uh, oh, she's she's also in uh, Secret Invasion, which is uh, that weird uh, Marvel TV show that has fucking. It's got fucking. Another Star Wars connection. It's got fucking Ben Mendelsohn in it. Just go to the Disney Mines if you if you God. get fucked on Star Wars, we'll put you in Marvel. I mean, Ben Woody, Mendelsohn. Woody Harrelson, I, Woody Harrelson just he works. He's an actor who works. We respect. Oh it. well, that's and that's the thing. Woody Harrelson, no one. But like seriously, genuinely, no joke. The lady who plays Val. What else has she done since then? I like genuinely don't know. Okay, she was in... Oh, okay, she was in Westworld. That's a steady gig. Uh, All the Old Knives. <laughs> she was in The Pursuit of Happiness and Norbit. She was in The Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> she really hasn't been in anything since then. Oh, Reminiscence. No idea what that is. God's Country. No idea what that is. Oh, that has some weird reviews where like on rotten tomatoes it's got 88 percent and everything else it's got a five out of ten. Ooh, that's not good yeah so i don't know uh yeah she's been in like a bunch of shit but like basically a bunch of people had their um uh D- donald glover will be appearing in community the movie to be announced yeah donald glover was gonna always gonna survive um i mean he he has other stuff like he he has he has other irons in the fire he wasn't necessarily gonna paul bettany paul bettany was basically this was a favor to paul bettany because he's been in the fucking uh, uh, marvel avengers mines uh token away at that fucking vision god Being, so, being so Jarvis they were just like the most like unforgiving, yeah. sad, like as as Jarvis envisioned, he's basically just like, just give me something fun to play. And they're like, OK, you get to be the villain in solo. And he's like, I'll take it. And it's like we, um, we couldn't get we couldn't get the guy to come back and be a big, uh, big cat man. So you get to be this. Yeah. And yeah, he's like not in anything else except. Oh, my God. Please tell me. Yes, he plays Ted Kaczynski in the Unabomber movie. <laughs> Oh no no no! Sorry, he plays Ted Kaczynski in Manhunt. Um, <laughs> mm, mm. That's awesome. I don't know if that's before. Wait, wait, or wait after. a second. Oh no, that's after. That's after. That's so uh, funny. Va- Val Val will be uh, stealing somebody else's role uh, in Chicken Run, the the Chicken Run sequel. Sure. <laughs> uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge, who plays L three. Uh, she is in a bunch of shit. Uh, she's been really good on Fleabag and Killing Eve. 
Uh, yeah, um, no, I, I think I, she just uh, she's just because she didn't have her vo- her face mm-hmm. <laughs> in it. Uh, Enfy Enfy's nest. Uh, oh, the character's name is Enfy's nest. It's yes. not like okay. Uh, she's been in basically nothing since. Yeah. Oh, she's been in like Green Knight, Willow, The Falcon, I, and The Winter Soldier. And I will she's say just, this: you have to watch Green Knight. I know. I need to watch it. I just you, haven't. You but, need to watch. Green Knight. Uh, Sam Witwer's in this. Yeah, I was right. Anthony Daniels is in this. I mean, Anthony Daniels is a part of every fucking Star Wars project because he has to be. He refuses to not be. What does he play in this? Who does he play? Uh, he plays one of the background characters, I guess. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of rando dudes who are just in the background doing shit. I think he's one of the Cloud Runners or whatever. Yeah, that's got to be it. Oh. Kieran Shaw is in this. Uh, uh, Kieran Shaw uh, is um, one of the uh, uh, he, him and Warwick Davis are like the like the little people like yeah. actors. God, like, they're I mean, the, the guys. And th- think about this. Mm-hmm. Michael K. Williams solo would have probably been one of his last roles. It would have, yeah. I mean, all right. I'm happy. I'm happy he didn't do it. I'm actually honestly happy he didn't do it. If he got to play a cool cat, dude, I mean, I mean, but his life would have like, like uh, his life would have been tainted by the fact that like, yeah, I mean, what else did he do after he did a bunch of shit? Oh, he was in Lovecraft country before he died when they see us. Yeah. He was in a bunch of shit. Yeah. Breaking. Breaking kind of. Is breaking any good? Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. The man's a, 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 a like an Oscar winner. Like he deserves. I mean, look. Uh, he was. Oh, but he was also in the Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> he was, but he was also Omar from The Wire. And you can't, you can't erase being Omar from The Wire. You can't. He was also apparently in Community. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, because Dan Harmon loves The Wire so much. Like he loves The Wire, and he loves fucking um. Uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, so there's just a bunch of people who are in the wire and a bunch of people who are Breaking Bad in that show. Yeah, Jonathan Banks is in there. I know that, and I know Vince Gilligan shows up. In yeah, the, Vince, Vince Gilligan is uh <laughs> is the um he's the cowboy. Keith David. I know Keith David's in there for a while. <laughs> uh, Vince Gilligan's the cowboy in the um Devin in the uh videotape uh game uh episode. That's right. Yeah. I um yeah i don't know look we've been recording for so fucking long yeah and uh, what i'm probably what i'm probably going to do is very minimal editing on this this is going to be a minimal well hold on hold on what's the time on uh did we beat star solo a star wars story on time yet yes because uh solo is two hours and 14 minutes and seven seconds yeah, and we're at 2.25 because we have to stop every couple seconds to be like, this is the dumbest shit in the world. If, if I cut it, I can get it down to be almost exactly the same amount of time. Um, but I'm going to probably do some pretty minimal editing just because uh, I don't want to sit here for two fucking hours. Yeah. Um, and also, like, this is a little bit more off the cuff. This is a little bit more I wanted fun. to talk about a Star Wars movie for May the, May the 4th, and I didn't think that solo would be this soul crushing 
uh, look, you know what? I made us do. I've I've made us do some some weird bullshit. So you made me watch Equilibrium, and I do hate ninety percent of that movie. But <laughs> Equilibrium was a fun movie to watch. I the, end. the last. 20 minutes of Equilibrium are the best movie I've ever seen. I hate the rest of that movie, but the last 20 minutes of Equilibrium are the best movie I've ever seen. That, oh, fuck. That I need to look at the Mona him, Lisa and cry. Thank you very much, Anna. That shot of him staring outside of the building as everyone's like, like throwing away their meds and he just stands there and just a single tear runs on his face. That's the funniest movie I've ever seen. That's awesome. It's so dumb. Oh, that gun Fucking kata. Awesome. Gun kata. Oh. Um, anyway, right. Anna, um, who, who, who are you? I am your scruffy nerf herder host, Anna. Uh, you can find me where you can find me, uh, lurking the depths of the spice mines of Kessel toiling away at the podcast mines, taking away <laughs> podcast and spice. <laughs> uh, I've been John, the source of all the blue milk in star Wars. <laughs> Uh, you can find me you're on... You're that creature? You're that creature yeah. from... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Fa- <laughs> face reveal. I'm that creature. Um... <laughs> that creature that Luke drinks directly from the yep. deep. <laughs> it was as hot for me as it was for Luke. Um... Ugh, gross. <laughs> That's such a gross scene. Anyway. Yeah. No, you can, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore yam king. Uh, you can find us at Conditional M on Twitter. We swear we tweet sometimes. Um, and at find Pod us Goblin. on Blue cool. Sky whenever that opens. Yeah, up. find us on Blue Sky. Well, we would actually engage on Blue Sky. Who fuck knows? Do our pay- give us money for Patreon, and we might actually fucking put effort into our movie reviews. Uh, look, <laughs> I I keep saying it, and I'm going to have to pull the trigger uh, because there's a new Wes Anderson movie coming out in the near future. I I have to put together that Wes Anderson podcast. Uh, yeah. You know what? I will, in fact, reveal the title of that podcast right here, right now. It is called A Very Particular Podcast. Hell yeah. Um, Check that shit out. Yes. Check and it will, it, the, first se- the first season will be about Wes Anderson, and every subsequent season will be about our tour directors and going through their film catalogs. I would love to join you when you talk about. Um, feet guy what's his name <laughs> quentin tarantino tarantino yeah because i there's i love a lot of tarantino's movies about, and i hate tarantino <laughs> you want to talk about you want to talk about movies where uh where, where, where them footsies are uh are out for for all to see those sweetie i want to talk about kill bill and reservoir dogs <laughs> that's fair um all right all right we, we we gotta get going remember it could always be worse it could always be worse and it could the force is not with you. I promise you the force is not with you. It's, hold on, it's May the 4th, but remember the next day is Revenge of the 5th. And <laughs> now now Rebel Scum will die. <laughs> Look, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I do this? I, I, I am a, uh, I am a, <laughs> I identify with the Sith people, but not the Sith culture. Yeah, I mean, they are two different things. <laughs> so. Yes. Uh, yeah, hey, uh, fuck you, bye.